What is going on, everybody? Post-game overreaction show presented by UJSports.com and Rogue Africa. Rogue, the Rogue Shop.com. Make sure to check those guys out. Blaine, you just witnessed a uh, 41-24 defeat inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm still here. I think you're outside in the uh, parking lot there. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was, came down to two things. It came down to not being able to run the football effectively as much as they needed to, and then also uh, not being able to get the pass rush that they needed to on Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean, uh, the pass rush on Bryce Young was terrible, uh, for one. And then the secondary wasn't able to really compete, uh, you know, unfortunately with that. So, you know, it a lot of things to overreact to in this game. Blaine, that's for sure. And there will be a lot of discussion moving forward. I mean, if Georgia wants to win the national championship, they're going to have to go through Alabama again. Alabama's going to get in. I think Georgia's still a lot to get in. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of disgruntled fans right now, upset fans right now, Blaine, uh, that we can try to talk through this together uh, as best as we can. Obviously, it's the overreaction show. We're going to overreact a little bit. But at the same time, you know, Georgia looked good at times, looked good at the beginning. And then after that, Alabama kind of figured them out and realized that if you stop the pass rush, there's not much that Georgia can do in the secondary. I put out a tweet earlier saying, you know, Tyke Smith is really missed right now. Now, he never played for Georgia, played a few snaps and then uh, re-injured himself. But he was the guy Georgia was going to count on at that star position. You saw uh, Latavius Bernie not get the start, not really play at all. Uh, and Chris Smith ended up, you know, playing a good bit. It just – William Poole was in that position at star. It just seemed a little different, Blaine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I was usually going where – I was going with – I was shooting with Georgia's defense looking at me. So those deeper plays, I couldn't really see what happened on the back end. I just saw Jamison Williams uh, running wide open way too, way too often, right, for Georgia's liking. So that's kind of the problem there. And, uh, you know – like I said, it all stems from not being able to get the, the get the pressure on Bryce Young that Georgia was expecting to get. And when they did get there, they weren't able to tackle him, and then he made unbelievable plays. He probably won himself the Heisman Trophy tonight. I thought he was the Heisman Trophy winner coming into tonight anyways. So, you know, it was a it was an interesting uh, dynamic with how it played out. But uh, obviously these two teams uh, have a good chance of playing, playing each other again. And uh, – Georgia will have to play better up front on uh, both sides of the ball, and I don't think that's what we expected to be saying after this game going into it. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people are upset about the quarterback situation. It's kind of come full circle again, Blaine, and, you know, with good reason. Stetson had a couple poor throws. He made some plays with his legs, obviously, that JT's not going to be able to make, but at the same time, he made some bad decisions, and I think a lot of folks are worried that – They've seen this before. They've seen this with Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. They've seen Kirby, you know, mismanaged quarterbacks. And I think a lot of people are afraid that that might be what is going to happen again. Not saying there's right or wrong reasons with Stetson or, or JT, but I think that a lot of people are a little bit afraid of that. And we'll talk through that. You know, is Stetson good enough to win Georgia a national championship? We've talked about it ad nauseum all season. He's been good enough to get them to this point, 12-0, and 0, but then you haven't played a team like Alabama. I think that that's where a lot of frustration kind of stems from, and I understand where the fans are on this one because, you know, you look at it and 
Georgia kind of wet the bed on offense in the second half. Uh, the defense stepped up after playing terrible, absolutely terrible in the first half. Defense stepped up in the second half for the most part, and the offense just couldn't capitalize. You got down there fourth downs, not converting, interceptions in the red zone, uh, things of that nature. You know, just poor clock management, too, it felt like. I don't understand the punt right there, even at fourth and 15, Blaine. I, I yeah, don't understand it, the punt. It, it, it was weird with their fourth down, you know, why not, you know, take the two field goals right there and try to uh, make the game even closer than that. I mean, it would pod Lesney. I mean, he's got a strong leg, so I would have probably kicked the field goals there. But listen, uh, not going to be doing a whole lot of second guessing on my part. That's what those guys get uh, paid a ton. I think you just went out a little bit. You there? Oh, and we lost Blaine, so I'm by myself, guys. We'll start putting your questions up on here. Hopefully somebody else will join me. Um, a lot of frustration tonight, guys, and, and it's understandable. You were favored, minus six and a half in this game, and Alabama comes out and puts up 41 on a defense that hasn't given up more than 17 all year. It's understandable. It's understandable to be frustrated, and we will kind of talk through it in the next two hours with multiple people from UGASports.com. If you want to join the conversation, guys, the link is in the description on YouTube, and then I think you can get to it on Facebook as well. We'd love to hear from you. I know you're going to be upset. We're going to vent it all out together. Bobby Payne, I feel you. You're upset uh, saying that Georgia would fold. Uh, Symphonic Clown says, I feel like this game was fixed. I don't know if that's the case. I, I think, um, you know, we don't have elite wide receivers. It's that simple, somebody says in the chat. I don't know if that was the case either. George Pickens looked good. Brock Bowers looked really good. It's just one of those things that you you kind of have to look in the mirror and understand Alabama is still Alabama. Today could have definitely been that time to slay the dragon in terms of slaying Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, knocking him out of the playoffs, and Georgia wasn't able to get that done Unfortunately, tonight they will have another chance at them, though, if everything pans out. And I know a lot of people are a little bit frustrated as to if Georgia will get into the playoff. I think they will. I think the loss to Oklahoma State or Oklahoma State's loss really helps them out a ton. I don't see Georgia dropping out of the playoff. And I also don't see Georgia having to face Alabama again in the first uh, matchup. So I don't see Alabama going to one and Georgia going to four. I don't think the college football playoff committee wants that. Uh, so it's going to be one of those things where Georgia is going to look at it and, you know, probably end up as the three seed and play Michigan. If, if Michigan wins, uh, we're going to bring in Jeremy, Jeremy, what's going on, man. I know you're upset. Let's talk it out, man. Jeremy moving a little slow for me. Jimmy, maybe call back. Let's see if we can get you back on, man. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've seen this as well, Bobby. I've seen this as well. She says, yep, Bama is Bama. Same as having Mark Rick close, but no cigar. Guys, I understand. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It is very frustrating to know that you're this close. And But the season's not over. The season's not over just yet. Uh, you have the college football playoff. I think Georgia gets in. 41-24 was the final score. And, you know, I, I think that we get in. Trying to get you guys on here. Daniel McClendon says, I don't want to see UGA play Bama again if Stetson's going to be the quarterback. It's a valid point. 
Uh, no worries, Jeremy. Hopefully you can try again. Can come chime in with us. We'll be on for the next two hours, man, to hash this all out and get everything going. A lot of people saying uh, they're giving up on Georgia. Why? I, I mean, you had a great season. Yes, this hurts. This is painful. You know, you, you've got to be able to move through it and get through it. But at the same time, I don't think the season's lost. You have to remember that the next game Georgia plays in is not going to be until, you know, late in December. Georgia's got time if they want to make a quarterback change. They have time. They have time to get JT the reps. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. I thought maybe, I thought maybe you could see, I thought maybe you could see JT come in there in the final drive with two minutes left to maybe see what he could do. Kirby instead opted to roll with Stetson again to put him out there when Georgia was down 41-24. It's one of those things I think that you're having to – I think it's kind of coming to the realization that Stetson's the quarterback and this is the what you're going to have. Now, you know, you get into a big game like that. Uh, Daniel says, I have a bad feeling. You're right. You get into a big game like this one right here, and that's where experience comes into play. Stetson's been your starter for a long time, but JT also has experience as well. You know, a lot of people are upset with Stetson Bennett being the quarterback at Georgia. I heard in the press box, I heard a lot of people asking. I mean, these are not just your, you know, normal everyday guys. These are guys working for ESPN USA Today asking, where's JT? You had recruits asking, where's JT? You know, you had you had a lot of people asking uh, where JT Daniels was and it didn't look like, I mean, obviously he didn't come out. So where does Georgia turn to now? Because instead of that, you're going to have to, you know, move forward without, without having JT as your quarterback, because it looks like from everything we've seen, JT's not going to be that guy. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can get some of your comments in guys. Oh, we've got Omari. My man Omari's here, man. Omari, what's going on, man? Nothing much. I got my son here. And, oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, but Omari, talk know. to us, man. Uh, JT Daniels. I don't know. Kirby should have started him after the second half, I believe. But, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Stetson Bennett, I don't think he can do – he can read def defenses against Alabama. I mean, he tries and tries and tries, but, you know, I believe that Alabama knows, like, he can't make the throws. So, they don't have to worry about the run because the offensive line is a little bit shaky. So, that's the reason why I lost. I mean, if our offensive line would have – you know, held his own and we could run the ball, then the game would have been totally different. I can tell you this, uh, Amari, is Jamari Sawyer was not healthy. Jamari was not healthy. He came off the field several times uh, in the middle of drives and Broderick Jones was having to go in there. And I talked about it on last week's show. I think Broderick, with his speed on the outside, had a better chance of kind of blocking Will Anderson. You saw Jamari got beat a couple times by Will Anderson. I think for a sack... Uh, at least once. I don't know how many sacks. I know uh, Anderson got a ton of pressures, but I think having Broderick out there and maybe putting Sawyer at right guard was the answer. And unfortunately, Kirby went a different route. And you saw what happened. Sawyer 
is, I mean, like I said, he limped off right there before the end of the game uh, pretty bad. And I think he just had a, like, you know, that nagging injury and it, unfortunate for the dogs, but you kind of have to play with what you play with. What did you think about the defense though? They gave up 41 points. Well, I mean, take I take away the, the, defense, the pick by Stetson. It's a little bit less, I mean, but I think the defense. I don't. I don't know if it was a lot of holding calls, but I don't know why we couldn't get to a quarterback at all. I mean, yeah, that that was shocking to me. I mean, not even close. It wasn't even like. I mean, other than Trevor Walker, a couple of times, like yep. we didn't even touch him, like yeah. not at all. Like, and that was surprising to me. Um, and if I was Dan Lanning, I would have, you know, brought multiple people, stunts, tried to affect him. Because if you allow him to have time, and there was some time that he had like 10 seconds, and he could just throw to whoever he wanted to throw, um, yeah. you know, basically. I don't know why they didn't change it up, but, you know, I don't think we're out of it. I think we're still going to make it in the playoffs, but I'm just a little bit concerned. I understand, Amari. I've got a couple of people waiting to jump on the call, man, so I'm going to get back to you. Call back in a little later, Amari. We appreciate you calling in, man. Okay, thanks. See you. All right, who we got the pleasure of speaking with here today? Hey, what's up, man? It's Brian from North Augusta. What's going on, man? I know you're probably upset. Let's let's hash it out. Let's overreact together. Hey, well, you know, your show is POS, and you know I'm coming yeah. at you with Brock Bowers, first of all. Yeah. You know I'm coming at you with Brock Bowers. But listen up, man. We're just, <laughs> we, we don't know what to do over here, man. We're just frustrated. We're overreacting, of course. Yep. Yep. But, uh, but it's crazy, man. It's just, it's just we got outcoached. We got outplayed. And uh, we just don't know where to go. I got a house full of upset people. And yep. most of them are women, so I'm trying to just keep moving <laughs> and you know, not trying to sit there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, but it is what it is, man. We just uh, we just had higher hopes for this team and the defense in the first half. Just didn't seem like they were coming at these guys, man. They just didn't. They just didn't get after Bryce much, man. And uh, and it showed in the score. You know, it really did. Yeah, I think so, man. I I think, you know, there's a lot of things that Kirby and his staff's going to have to work on. Luckily for Georgia, especially with Oklahoma State losing, I think that they are definitely still in the playoff. So I don't think you have to worry about getting kicked out of that. I know there's a lot of people, not a lot, but there's some people saying, you know, throwing out scenarios where Georgia's not in the playoff, stop it. Georgia's in the playoff. Uh, but you've got the, you've, you've obviously got some things to work on, you know, and, and after watching this game, your defense – might not be as elite as you think it is. There's a couple of positions that you're going to have to find out what's going on. You didn't play Brinny today at all. You put out William Poole, you know, and, and that was different. William got beat on a few plays. Uh, there's going to be some, there's going to be some questions asked in the press conference, and we'll definitely have that for you on our YouTube channel. But there's a lot you know of I mean? fans right now. And you know the thing with Brinny is we didn't see Brinny in at all. We know he didn't play. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, Poole, we, we've supported Poole, man. We, we've seen the videos when that kid was eight years old, you yeah. know, playing peewee football. I mean, he's he's a, he's a top-notch kid, man, and we know that he's had trouble breaking the breaking through the uh, starting ranks at UGA. But, yeah. but there's a reason why you don't start. I mean, there's someone better in front of you. And we just don't – it's just hard to 
it's hard to fathom what all went down with this game plan. It really is. It's not like it was a secret, man. You've got Williams and you've got, you know, Mechie, and I, I just don't understand it. It's just really yeah. frustrating. I, I think I think that's how everybody's feeling right now, man. I've got a ton of other folks who want to hop on here, though. Yeah, we thanks, appreciate thanks, your man. support, man. We, we'd love to hear you from you uh, anytime in the future. Yeah, go dogs. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. Hey, Roddy, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm up. I was uh, trying to share this on Facebook so, or YouTube or what, uh, some Twitter. God damn it. Somewhere. Excuse my language. Well, I, I brought you on. I'm going to bring on John. You can keep doing that. John, what's yeah, going yeah, on, hey, man? John, John take yeah, over for a second. I'm trying to share it with everybody. And I love Roddy, and I'm going to put him on the spot. At some point, he's going to share that story about Pruitt going to Rick's house. I've asked him for that. <laughs> but, hey, I got to the cold, cold ground, maybe. Yeah, I, listen, I'm going to overreact, okay? But here's That's my what we're here up. for, baby. And, and we've been saying this all year. There's going to come a time where the offense is going to have to bail out the defense. Okay, that's what I'm hanging my hat on. But my concern is – we have seen the ceiling with our starting quarterback. For the next two games, hopefully, we're going to see elite competition. Probably not elite quarterback play the first game, but elite competition. Have we seen his ceiling? That's my frustration. Ooh. Um, Roddy, you want to go first or you want me to go first? No, I'll go first. I don't think you've seen a ceiling. I'm trying to pull up the stats there because, again, to me, if, if you've seen the ceiling, then you've – He's done everything to possible to the best of his ability. And give Alabama credit, they outcoached you. They threw some stuff that they had not done all year. They tricked them on a couple plays. They uh, were able to uh, mask some things. Remember, he had a pick six. There was a second one that should also have been a pick six. Second time it was. First time it wasn't. Second time it was. It's the exact same thing that uh, Richard LeCount did to Alabama, you know, the, the way the safety roll around, and you sit back. They did it to Florida. It happens. Uh, also, you got to think back. I think back to the A.D. Mitchell dropping a pass. Think back to Brock Bowers, who, fantastic game. I don't want to criticize him, but I do got to say there, there were two passes that uh, one he dropped and one the safety knocked it away. And I said going into this game, what, what, what are the keys to the game? How does Georgia attack their safeties and their star? And how does – and I, I didn't want to come out and try to give away the game plan, but I was like, watch what Alabama does to Georgia's safeties and Georgia's star. That's the weakness. That's why I picked Clemson to win week one. I figured Clemson's O-line, this one that was supposed, was supposed to be a great O-line, was going to be able to stifle Georgia's defense because we didn't know they were as good as they were. And they were just going to pick on that freshman uh, Keely Ringo, first game ever, that Latavius Brandy playing his second game at star ever and go after those safeties and just attack them. And it didn't happen. But I said, Hey, they'll get better. They'll get better through the year. Yeah. But they didn't get better. It didn't happen. It was math. So again, maybe, and you could be right. Maybe this is his uh, thing, but there are a couple drop passes. He is good for an interception every once in a while. You know, he had two this week, but uh, I was sorry. I was looking at the stats there. You, Take uh, give your answer there, uh, Paul, because I want to look at the stats real quick. Because I was told you know he can't throw for three hundred yards. Well, he had three hundred yards today. Yeah, I mean, I, look, it was. Sorry, I'm having to kick a couple of you guys out of the studio. We got a ton of people trying to get in, and then we, we don't want to have to pay for the premium on this. Um, I'll pay for it. I don't care. Uh, it, <laughs> I, Roddy, after watching him play today, I, you know. 
I'm big game Paul, right? I show up at the big games. It's what it's what Jed tweeted out today. But it's true, you know. We show up for the big games, and I don't know. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can beat this Alabama team with Stetson. I don't know if you can beat this Alabama team with JT though. See, I, you know? that's my so, point. I mean, your defense gave up. He he had tw- he had 48 throws, completed 29 of them. Uh, Bryce I mean, Young had 44 throws, completed 26. The difference was the two INTs. You know, yeah, one those of those, were, one those was huge. Baseball, one was not. Those were huge, but I think that they're Amari, man. We appreciate the uh, appreciate the gift, man. We appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Amari. Amari's got a um, I think you have a better, and I think that here, here it is. Here it is, Roddy. Here it is. It's laid out on the table completely. This is what's happened. Georgia fans are afraid that Kirby is going to mismanage his quarterback situation again. Yeah like Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. And they're going to look back on this and say, what if? Yeah. Th- no, that's what people, I, that's what people are scared of. Absolutely. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's so much that they truly think JT is the better quarterback, which he very much, he, he very well could be. He was coming right. out of high school, but we're in college now. It's a different story, but I think people still have that narrative. I think when, when, it, was, people, when, it, was third, when it was third and 15 or second, the third and 15 and he got you 14 yards when it was, Second or third and uh, yeah, he, he can use his legs. Absolutely, he can. He can. Yeah, but can, then then he can, he, can, a, a, read, a, can a, he read the defense as as good as JT can? They can both read the defense. That's not a thing. To me, the problem comes down when you've got uh, uh, James Cook in the flat and you throw it at his feet. You know. Well, yeah, or you check out of it and you you do something like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, he gets them in the right plays and he can read the defense and all, just as well as anybody else. That that to me is not a question. It's to me is. Those plays, and you know, maybe he, maybe JT sees that uh, safety, you know, and is, go them into it. Maybe he doesn't. You know, I, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think anybody could have beat Bryce Young again. Your defense can't give up what thirty-five or thirty-four points. Yeah, I don't know, Logan Henry, else. Logan Henry, what's going on, man? You've been waiting a little oh, while. We appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, man, what's uh, your overreaction right now? How you feeling? Heart meds. Let's talk uh, through it. I mean, if this I have therapy session, what's up? This is your therapy session. We're here for you. Oh, well, that's good. I definitely need it. So my overreaction is that the D line just played soft as hell, like the yeah. for like most of the game. I mean, it was yeah. disappointing, honestly. Um, I mean, Stetson didn't play well, uh, like not as well as he like needed to. But I think that like people that are blaming it on him are just in the wrong. Like he threw one pick that was his fault. The other one definitely wasn't. But yeah, the defense just in general, just from Beginning of the game, to the end of the game, just didn't wasn't impressive. Just made me sad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things also where you look at the defense, you look at the offense as a whole. I mean, it, just overall, I, I think that this game was not Georgia's best game they played uh, in a long time. I mean, there were a lot of mistakes. Stetson wasn't the only mistake. The D line wasn't the only mistake. The secondary wasn't the only. I mean. You could look at every position almost, except probably tight end, because uh, Bowers did really well. Washington had the touchdown. Besides yeah. tight end, every position messed up in this game at some point. Nicobe yeah, uh, sure. looked okay. He had a couple good uh, pass batted down, especially one where had Trey Sanders caught that ball, he would have been off to the races. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, I think you could look at every position and be like, yeah, they had four or five plays where they probably wish they could have it back. And 
you know, they potentially can. I again, I, I think that they make the playoff. I don't think you need to worry about that, Logan. Are you worried about that, Logan? Oh, did you you, you muted yourself, yourself there, Logan? No, you muted yourself, Logan. You there? Oh, there you go. Are you worried about that? You, you get oh no, he's left. No, he's back. He's back. Oh, well, he's gone now. All right, let's get uh let's get Trent on here. Oh no, Trent's not there. Let's get Kevin Drummer. Kevin, what's going on, man? You've been waiting a little while. Hey, everybody else is waiting. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. being patient. Like Kevin. I promise you, we'll get to you. Jeremy, we'll get to you. Uh Matthew Strickland, we'll get to you. We'll get to you guys. I promise. What's up, Kevin? Let's talk I'm, it out. I'm good, man. My my frustration is really this is the first game I've seen all year, but they've just been super slow to adjust on defense. The couple of busts in the zone, that happens. But they were slow to adjust. They kept running the zone. They didn't switch to man. They didn't go to cover one, man free, nothing. They just kept running the same defense and kept getting popped over and over and over with it. They didn't adjust until the second half, which I, 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 that's the yeah, first but, time all year they've done that. And I don't Kevin, understand it. I don't they know. They adjust the second half, or is that because uh, Mitchie was out? And there's my other frustration. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Once Mechie went out, why didn't they just double cover Williams all game? They, they didn't did. have another threat. Remember when they did? You had your number one safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have it right here. Bracket, I have it right here. And he still scored a 55 yard yeah, touchdown. Yeah, I have it right here. Hold on. 55 yard touchdown bombed to, to Jamison Williams, uh, two defenders on him. You had, you had You're had two best. Well, maybe Keeley or Kendrick. I don't know which one to consider better, but you drew up the perfect thing and he still scored. Oh, I mean, that was just a good throw by Bryce Young. So, I mean, sometimes you can't beat the perfect pass, but it was the it was the slow adjustment on defense for me. Then the other thing on the inside of that was they kept running the D-line stunts, and the stunts were taking too long to get home. That's why there was no pressure. They were trying to simulate pressure like they did on lesser quarterbacks, and it just wasn't working. Bryce Young wasn't faced. Wasn't faced at all. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin nails it because it was – I kept saying during the watch-along – how many times did you see two linebackers and they both hit the same gap? You know, yeah. and, coach, and I, I forget my terminology, but coach said, look, they're getting caught up in the wash. And they were. So all of a sudden you have five defenders between the tackles all bunched up and they go to the outside. Exactly. And this was my fear for all season long. And this is why I, when people are like, boy, you really, you've been negative all year because I knew going into game one, I'm not trying to say I knew it. I was just saying this is what I was worried about, Kevin, was if you couldn't get pressure on a quarterback, somebody was going to expose your your uh, safeties and nickel. You got two good yeah. cornerbacks, although one's new, but I'm like, this, somebody's going somebody's gonna to figure it out. And teams saw it. And we again, remember, uh, Kevin, when South Carolina Van, uh, the wide receiver Van in South Carolina, had yeah. a big day, and then you had a, a Tennessee wide receiver get 200 yards receiving. And then Auburn knew what it was, but – D. Rob kept dropping passes when he got behind him, you know, and yeah. coach was coach was warning us, saying, "Hey, if if this happens, you know, again, I come up with a theory. Coach will tell me if I'm right or wrong, and he's because oh, he's always right." And Kevin, he it was the same thing. You couldn't get to him with your linebacker pressure, and they didn't. They kept doing the same damn thing. Yeah, it, really, Kevin, Kevin it you nailed it. Yeah, it was frustrating, especially watching, like Roddy said, the the blitz that has worked for them so much with that middle linebacker crossing blitz, and they were hitting the same hole. That was probably the most frustrating thing to watch on defense just because that's their go-to blitz. 
That's their go-to, especially with Adam Anderson not being around anymore. Yeah, you, you have to create, corner yeah, you have to you have to create pressure somewhere else. And that was that's how they've created pressure this whole season. And that wasn't able to work. And I think they also wanted to bring the other guys, but that you couldn't do it because you needed them in coverage. Right. It, I'm gonna be I'm very curious to know why Bernie didn't play today. Um we talked about it in the press box a little bit. Coverage. Yeah, that's that's that was my reasoning. Yeah, he's he's not that great in coverage. He's more of you hitch in the mouth type guy, but William Poole did not look great. Not the answer. It's not the answer. Um, Dan Jackson got beat deep. I don't know. You know, he's been great. But you expect uh, that. Yeah, you expect that. But he got beat deep. You know, it, how do you change this moving forward? So you're See, not but the, beat the, like the that crazy anymore? thing about that, though, is I could have dealt with them getting beat man to man all night. It was the plays where there was just nobody around. They're catching passes with, you know, 10, 12 yards of space, and there's nobody there. If you get beat man-to-man and the guy's, you know, a yard or two on him and it's and Bryce Young is forced to make the perfect pass every time, we can live with that. It's Absolutely just the wide-open receivers that's the problem. Absolutely. Kevin, fair. man, I think you hit it on the nail, man. We're going to get to these other guys. We appreciate you holding on with us. We'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Matthew Strickland, what's going on, man? Me, Matthew Strickland. Hey, man. Hey, st- styles make fights, right? We've heard that leading up to this game, and Alabama forced Georgia to play their game. The the 10 to nothing lead, I was there. I was in Section 243, just got home. It was pretty evident that they were going to try to get mismatches with number one, number eight on our safeties, on our nickel back, and they did. You know, you look at the first touchdown play, they took a triple stack of wide receivers, which they really hadn't shown that all year, and uh, we just had a miscommunication. Did the little post, boom, he's gone. We all know how Williamson is. But Styles make fights. You go back and you look at it after they got the 17-point uh, answer. Georgia answers, and then that touchdown right before the end of the half was just a killer. You know, we all know if you watch football, the middle eight, I'm sure Coach was probably talking about that on the watch-along. The middle eight kills you. You know, the, the four minutes ending the half, the four minutes beginning, they scored 14 points, went out to a 14-point lead, and that was over. I think, Roddy, Roddy the, the bone that I have to pick with you is that all year you have patronized Georgia fans for their skepticism a little bit about uh, Stetson Bennett. And it wasn't really that Stetson Bennett wasn't good. He can win the football games when Georgia can play their style, right? But it was this type of game when your defense shows up with a C or D game, you get down by two scores, and you needed him to come through and make the plays. And we just didn't see that tonight. You even look at his passes that he made, at least live. I have obviously haven't seen the TV copy yet, but a lot of his passes were underneath or screens. That's where we had a lot of success. Bama, their defensive backs were playing within 10 yards of the field pretty much the entire game. Georgia really lacks that person on the outside, that Arian Smith, if you will, that can take the top off the defense. So that's kind of my bone to pick. You know, I think Kirby is should be held accountable for that. We all knew at the end of the day if Georgia got into a game where they couldn't dictate the style, that we just didn't really have the quarterback that could drop back. You got to give Bama a lot of credit. I thought, I think if you guys go break it down in the Film Don't Live series, you're going to see that Bill O'Brien did some really great things. He, he, he created those matchups after they were down 10. So, anyway, I just wanted to come on and say that. Obviously, I love UJ Sports. I just wish for Georgia fans. We would have got a chance to see JT 
continue to run this offense with healthy. Nothing against Stetson. I mean, he's great. He's been a great story. But he can't do the three-step drop and get the ball out and have to hit on those press coverages. And Bama kind of exposed us tonight. We don't have a wide receiver that can get them out of that coverage. We came out. We did really well. But once the style of the match turned from us being able to run the football, be methodical, and we had to play catch-up, we just don't have the team to do it. Absolutely. Hey, Matt, you, you, you bring up a good point, and uh, if you can let it go, I'll bring in somebody else. Uh, I, I don't tease the Georgia fans about Stetson Bennett. I don't, I don't care who the starting quarterback is. But what I've always wanted, and Matt brings out, everyone said, look, we're going to get in that situation where all of a sudden your offense has to save your defense. True. It's, it's very likely to happen. I think a lot of us got a little ahead of ourselves with seeing that, you know, no team has scored over 17. You're like, well, hell, can anybody even do this? But my thought was, Matt, do be use the same criteria for both. Because I always hear, well, uh, well, Stetson can do stuff with his legs, but JT's better, you know, better passer. Well, why, why would we disqualify what he can do with his legs versus, you know, it's like, oh, that's good, but that, that's not important. No, that's really important, you know. And I, I said, look, just give him the same thing. When Stetson came in and threw an interception against uh, South Carolina. I was like, God damn, see, he just can't throw it. You know, he comes in, throws an interception. JT gets in in a different game. He throws an interception. Oh, well, he's rusty. Use the same criteria for both and then make your decisions. And it goes back to what Matthew's saying. Okay, you get down by two scores and you need him to go win the game for you. Okay, well, he puts the ball in A.D. Mitchell's hands and A.D. drops it. He puts the ball in Kyrus Jackson's hand, Kyrus drops it. What the hell else is he supposed to do? But again, it's Stetson's fault. I'm like, God damn it, that's not fair. You know, now when he threw an interception, that's on him. Blame him for that. When he throws a, a, a low one at uh, James Cook's feet, yeah, that's on him. But don't put him up against the hypothetical that uh, JT is going to be able to do this. I, I remember he can't throw for 300 yards. What, he threw for 360, three something today. So again, he had, for most of the game, he had a higher completion percentage than uh, your Heisman Trophy winner. But again, all I've ever wanted to say, look, compare him the same and Go back to what the rest of the team is. Okay, if he's going to uh, – if you need him to win you, get you back from a 14-point deficit, how about having some wide receivers who can get open? You you saw what good receivers look like. They look like Jamison. They look like Mitchie. You got one of those, and you used him, what, 10 plays? Pickens. You got Pickens. Exactly. And he was gone most of the season. Then you have offensive line issues. And he's had – you know, how many times does the protection break down, you know? They did a pretty good job of Will Anderson. They all give him credit for that. But you've had to scheme away from uh, long drop back passes and show passes because you can't protect. So the point being is it's not just the one quarterback. You've got line issues and you don't have great wide receivers. And therefore, for the type of play you're going to have to do, the type of game plan you're going to have to have, you're going to need a quarterback with mobility. And that's the reason. It's no, no, there's no secret. There's no agenda so that's always been my thing. It's like, look, it's not just on him. The coaches are making this decision, not in a vacuum as to who's the better quarterback. Trent Smallwood on with us. Fit. I'm going to bring on Ben Bachman as well, and then we're going to bring on – I'm going to bring on both of you guys. We'll get y'all's initial thoughts. Uh, ben, you oh, got to oh, echo. Got to get Jeremy too. Yeah, yeah and I got to get Jeremy. We'll ben get him in a second, though. Yeah, Jeremy, I'll get you in just a second. I want to get Trent and uh, Ben's – well, we'll get Ben in a second. Trent, your initial thoughts, man, and then we'll bring on Jeremy here. I just think if you're going to go to uh, – the whole thing was, you know, Stetson helps Jordan in the, in the running game. If you're going to go to – if you're going to go to – if you're going to throw it 48 times a game, 50 times a game, and that was the plan from the start, it looked like. 
I mean, yeah. to me, they were going to air it out today. If you're going to air it out, why? Well, no, you were behind a lot. That's why you did that. But they did it from the first play. They did it. They did it from the beginning. They did it from the open and drop. Yeah, they did and, do it from the beginning. Again, in terms, they had success running the ball outside too with the toss sweep. Yeah. Uh, they they had the uh, end around the cook, the end around the Bowers who got called back for a holding, a very cheap holding. But uh, I think your game plan was a gunsling. It basically. I mean, he did it last year too. But I don't. I don't. If you're gonna do that. Then I don't, I'm not sure that Stetson is better than JT at gunslinging it, but um, I, I mean he he does bring the offense that um, he's going to help the running game. He's going to be able to avoid sacks. He threw some uh, questionable passes today, even even ones that landed incomplete. Um, the one could have been a pick six. He threw two picks. I mean he, he he threw some very questionable balls, but I think he throws in the traffic. I don't think he. Uh, in which JT JT might not be any better. I mean, you might we might be wish JT would come in and he'd come in and throw six interceptions. Yeah, he might throw six ducks, you know. Yeah. But uh, I just think the, the fans are looking at this game and saying, looking at Florida game last year, looking at Alabama game last year. This was very similar to the Alabama game uh, last year. Had a good first half, exact same score. Struggled in the second half. Didn't put any points on the board in the second half. Same thing. That's, that's where the concerns come from. And Jay, let's let's bring in Jeremy. Jeremy, you've been waiting a while, man. We appreciate you. This is the POS show. What's going on? Well, guys, uh, actually, I can't stay as long as I wanted to. That sounds like dinner's about to be called here. But uh, okay, just to kind of piggyback off, I think it was Mitch was saying. I was actually what I uh, I thought O'Brien for Bama uh, called the play of his his seat. He play called his best game all year. He played, he, he played called more tonight, like an NFL coach. He, he played to the strengths of his personnel and he refused to play to the strengths of Georgia, like banging their heads against the wall, playing right into Georgia's teeth up front. He refused to do that. And I, you got to give him credit. But I guess one of the things that really frustrated me tonight was when Georgia's defensive front did manage to get through, they kept falling down. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, if you do that in battle, you're dead. I mean, that buys – I mean, that kept buying uh, Young that extra precious second or two that he would need to make the throw that they may have otherwise been able to hit him on. Yeah. I I think you've made up uh, valid points there, Jeremy. Trent, Roddy. Yeah. I mean, here here's the thing. This is – I mean, how many times? I think – uh, apparently Kirby's having trouble uh, scheming against <laughs> saving, saving coach teams in the, yeah. in the passing game. Um, yeah. It's just – Well, yeah. I mean, look at this. You had, you had zero sacks, okay? Auburn sacked him left and right. And you can tell Auburn, me Auburn's a better front than Georgia? Absolutely Auburn, not, but Auburn, but Auburn sent, sent six. They, sent they six. Sent, yeah, they sent and, six consistently. And in Georgia, in Georgia, I don't. Here, Georgia sent so, six, and they all stacked up in the middle of the line. But the yeah, problem so, is they drop their they drop their outside linebackers to the flats when they when they send. So that they're eight guys, going four. They sent six in the second half, though. I think even like I think even if you got the guys LeCount, like you know, like you had last year, it doesn't matter if your front's not getting the pressure on Young. It doesn't matter who you got back there in the yeah. secondary. They can't cover all damn day. That yeah, that yeah, I, I, said, I think uh, I, you're you're very you're very right with that, Jeremy. Both of those things correlate. Those things correlate very much. 
you we can look at it when the play ends as the defensive backs didn't do their job, but it might be when the play begins, the defensive line didn't do its job, but then the 50-yard bomb is thrown on defensive backs, and you look at it and you're like, oh, the defensive backs didn't do their job, but the D-line never got home to begin with. So it's kind of one of those things, chicken or the egg. Starting up front, I I think that kind of shares the brunt of the responsibility, but I think it it was a unit. You know, as much as it's been a unit, that performance all year tonight was a unit failure all around. But anyways, yeah. guys, hey, thanks for letting me get on. I better get off here. Jeremy, go eat some dinner, man. Have a good one. Bring on Ben Bachman. Ben, what's going on? All right, there you go. I'm unmuted. No, Paul, I want to bring up this point. Um, I've actually started to agree with Roddy on his quarterback situation, but this is the one thing I really wanted to say was about the Stetson being mobile. If you're starting Stetson because he adds the aspect of his legs, then run him a bunch. He had, I think, two runs today, 15 and eight. Outside of that, and they, they weren't really scrambles too. super. Yeah, they were scrambles. Yeah, and then actually designed. he had a, I guess if you want to count a sneak, I, I don't know how much people count that because, I mean, anybody could do a sneak. And then he had one read option, I think, early in the game. I think the second offensive drive where he got a yard. If you're going to play him because he's mobile, then they should run him more. But if you're... But if he's not, okay. But if the, you're, the reason you're starting a guy is because he's mobile, then tell him to run more, design more quarterback runs. If not, then you have to have a debate about JT and Stetson. I think you can make a case for either of them to start. I don't think it was all on Stetson today, and anybody saying that, that's wrong. Yeah, he he had two interceptions. One was sort of his fault. The other one clearly was. He almost had one the first drive of the game, which would have been a pick six. Yeah, he didn't play great. He had some good drives. I think you can make a case for either quarterback to start, but I think the issue today was today just didn't make sense. Warren Erickson was one of the best players for Georgia today. Nobody's going to talk about it. He played great today, and in the weeks leading up, we were all talking about Warren Erickson was struggling. He actually played really good today. That's why I thought today just didn't make sense at all. Outside of, obviously, Brock Bowers played good. The D-line was the biggest issue. When you don't get pressure on Bryce Young, he's going to beat you. If you get pressure on him, I think Georgia could definitely beat them. And I think the big thing to watch is the one narrative that Georgia fans, some are going to have is, are they going to be in the playoffs? They're going to be in the playoffs. Don't don't listen to any of that nonsense. Bama's ahead of Cincy, and they had a worse record. And Georgia's a better record than Notre Dame. They have better wins than Notre Dame. They have a better record than Baylor. Don't let that – that narrative's dumb. Don't listen to that. So the whole Georgia's not going to be in the playoffs. Georgia's in the playoffs. It's the, – the simple thing to watch is if they play Bama again, is does John Mechie play? Because when he wasn't out there in the second half, Georgia's defense played a lot better. Because yeah. they had two guys. You could zero in on one guy. Yeah, Bama still has some other decent weapons, but they have two all-star ones. If they only have one, you can zero in on them. So that's one thing to watch, that if Georgia plays Bama again in the playoffs, how significant is John Mechie's injury? I think it's pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, did they say – I, I was in the press box. Did they say anything about his injury, like any anything? You, you know, when, when you see – I was in the press box, of course. But when you see uh, – uh, them shaking hands like with him on the sidelines, him, yeah. him not bringing his helmet back out of the locker room, stuff like that. It just it doesn't look like it's good. Um, I got it. Here's something. Roger West has no overreacting. UGA wasn't UGA to me. They looked like they knew they were in the college football playoff regardless. Did you guys see how many times they missed a tackle in the backfield? You know, yeah, they, they hit a guy, just kind of bounced off of him, and yeah. Well, or jogging. I mean, there was one play where there was, there was, there was one. 
Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. You saw uh, Robert Beal and uh, Devontae White kind of jogging and just kind of tapping the guy on the ground. There was one with Nolan Smith where he had Bryce Young dead to rights, and then it looked like he just gave up. Again, I, I don't want to ever question about it. And they could be tired. I don't get I'm not saying that. You say this. Um, I don't know if Robert's right or not. I don't think anybody – they wanted to win. Don't get me wrong. And they got out-schemed and out-executed. There's, there's, it's, it's a team loss. You can pick individual guys. You know, you can pick on William Poole. You can pick on Stetson Bennett. You can pick on – you can pick on everybody pretty much except Brock Bowers. You know, everybody can say they had an issue there. Um, but to me, it's – I'm going to – I will say this because, Ian – the first thing I said when I walked into Coach Donnan's uh, theater room, I turned to Dane Young and I said, Dane, I'm, I'm, the first thing I'm going to tell you is George is going to lose this game tonight. He's like, dude, are you drunk already? I'm like, not, not yet. I'm just telling you, this is a storybook. I've, ha- I've seen this happen too many times where everything was pointing George's way, everything. Alabama doesn't have the running backs. All their running backs are beat up. They can't pass protect. You know, uh, they've got two good wide receivers, but – you know, that's and a, a stupid quarterback, but they're one dimensional. If the team's one dimensional, then they can be beat. They're underdogs for the first time since, you know, 1903. Uh, Georgia's got the number one defense. Georgia's got these all these weapons. So I'm like, and everyone's talking about how they're damn near indestructible. And I'm like, this is a, you could feel the fairy tale storybook thing brewing. And I told him, you know, this is like a 40 minutes before kickoff. I'm like, George's going to lose this game. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. When you get on the show, you remind them that I said that. Because, <laughs> He's in the wings I'm waiting. Like, oh, I'm, I'm stupid. It's nothing I did. Yeah, I'm, 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 maybe I am drunk. But you can't, I, doubt, I doubt you beat him twice. They learned a lot about Georgia. They know how to attack him. Ooh, I don't know. Georgia found out what was wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, if, uh, if they roll out with the same game plan, if Georgia rolls out with the same game plan, but, they will get beat but twice. They? But no, they're not going to. But Alabama's yeah. not going to either. No, well, what Alabama did worked. So they probably, I'm not saying the exact same thing, but they're like, okay, how did, what did we do and how can we make it better? I'm saying it's going to be, it's, it would be tough to beat Alabama twice. It's going to be tough to beat this Georgia team twice. They're going to meet again in the playoffs, and I think you're going to see a different outcome. Well, hey, Ben, I'm going to remove you from that so I can get these other callers and we'll bring you back. All right, Trent, stay with us. We got Anthony. Anthony. Spado. Hey, what? Anthony, no, no f bombs this time, Anthony. We try. No, to get I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm. I'm not gonna say any bad words, Paul. You got a great hey, sweater on tonight. Hey, thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's uh, courtesy of uh, the man sitting next to me over here. He took me one year. It was nice of him. Um, maybe he'll take me again. Anthony, overreact for us, man. I'm. Uh, we can overreact. Let's just. Let's just go back to the stat sheet and see how many times Georgia had Alabama in a third and 10 and didn't get off the field. Ooh, a lot, a lot. Or how about third and three, a third and three yeah. and Alabama didn't run the ball and they passed the ball instead and didn't get off yeah. the field. That, that was really my only complaint. I mean, we can destroy Stetson if we want to, we can say JT could have come in and, and, and beat Alabama in the second half. The, the series that killed us, I think, momentum-wise, was when Brock Bowers dropped the pass in, in the end zone when he got double covered, and we would have gotten to within seven. That's it. I feel that's, you. That's that was, a play. That a, that's, that's a very tough catch. So he was like a 360 oh, almost yeah. right there, and that other – that whoever it was, a safety came over and hit it out from behind him. That was that was a tough play. That was a tough that play. Was a, 
that was a great that was a great play on the ball to catch it, but the safety made a better play. Yeah. But that that I think dictated the pace and the momentum for the second half. Now, when, when Mechie went down, we knew they only had one player, maybe two players with Slade Bolden. But Georgia did what they needed to do. But I, I really feel like all oh, the air went out of us when we knew we could get it to seven right there, that fast. And I called it. I called it early on in my wife. She's like, we're getting ready to go watch The Mummy, my daughter. She wants to watch it for the first time, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She, she, I, I walk upstairs and I said, look, Alabama gets the ball in the second half. They will score. And it happened because Georgia had no answer for them. And I don't, and I don't, and I honestly don't know what Kirby and Dan's philosophy was going into the second half or into the game in general. When you're playing that far off of these guys and they don't, they don't run routes. They run to open space. They yeah. just run to open space. That's all they do. They don't run like these these really diligent, uh, acute routes that that most NFL rep receivers do. They're just running to open space. And I and I don't know if it was a a landing issue or if it was a Kirby issue. But you just when you know that's the only thing that they can do, what the hell are you doing? Stay stay on top of them. Stay behind them. And I mean, Jamison Williams killed us. Let's just point blank. He killed us. How many yards did he have? Oh, he had a, he had a shit ton. 187 um, or something. I only too many. Yeah. Uh, and what do you, Anthony? Before I let you go, man, I got a quick question for you. What do you think about not going for the field goal right there at the end of the third quarter? You're down 31-17. There's a lot of uh, back and forth on Twitter about going for it or not going for it. Georgia went for it, obviously. Play was blown up from the beginning. Stetson tried to throw it to James Cook. It just didn't work out. Could have got three right there, cut it to 31-21. Your defense is playing pretty well, uh, and you could have had a little bit of momentum. What was your thought as a fan watching that? Were you okay with going for it on fourth down, or would you have liked to have gone ahead and got the three points on the board? I would have liked to uh, – and, 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 and I know at that point we needed the three, but the picky threw – and then the not going for the field goal cost us six points in an eight-point game. Yep. If he would have gotten the six points, it would have been a one score and a two-point conversion game right there with Mechie being out. So, yeah. go ahead. You had, two, uh, you had two drives that ended on the 19. Now, granted, yep. one, of them was, one was an interception, which you're not thinking about it, you know, and you've been able to punch the ball in. You're looking pretty good. So you, you don't know that if that pass is picked off that you're going to settle for a field goal. But you're right. That's the worst case scenario. Right. Uh, I, I get it, though. I think Kirby's like, look, uh, maybe this goes back to what uh, was Robert who said Georgia played like they could – they had like a mulligan. Yeah. Maybe that's what Kirby's thinking in that situation. Hey, we're, we're down two touchdowns. Uh, let's make a big, bold play here because he's playing with house money maybe. Trent, what's your thought on that? Either that, or he played like he didn't have any, uh, like he like he lost some confidence in his defense. Cojones! Uh, that's a good point too. Um, hey, I Anthony, mean, man, we're gonna let you go ahead and go hey, get that mummy, man. I love you guys, man. You guys are the absolute best out there. Everybody, subscribe to GA Sports and get Paul a new sweater. Hey, yeah, we need it. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> Before I bring on uh, Seth from Kentucky. Uh, Hey, get, get Ben's reaction on that uh, going for it on fourth down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going for it on fourth down right there. 
what was your Which, You're talking about um, at, at the, the end, end of the third, third quarter? quarter? Correct. They could have got the three points, cut it to 31-20. Your defense was playing pretty good. Uh, I would have kicked it. I, I don't think it's like that made or it, it didn't make or break the game. But I would have kicked it. I think, point, I think your, defense, your defense. And also, I would have went for fourth, fourth and fifteen when they were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I don't know, like, you're yeah, really what gonna was punt? that? You're really going to score two touchdowns in three minutes? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand that either. I, I looked at Jed May, who was sitting next to me. I said, "Why are they punting right here with seven minutes left?" Like, yes, it's you were going to go for fourth, fourth and ten. Is standard impossible to convert? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to get blown out and give the committee's uh, reason to leave me out. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to play defense, and we're going to go down two scores or whatever. I don't know. I, I just I think there was a couple questionable uh, decisions, that being one of them. Ben, I'm going to bring you back in here in a second. Let me get Kevin on. Kevin, you've been waiting a while, man. What's going on, Kevin? What's up, guys? How are y'all doing? Man, we're doing all right, man. Better than we deserve. How are you feeling tonight, man? I'm feeling the same, man. You know, I'll say Roddy said he thinks he's drunk. I will tell you that I am drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what are you um, drinking there, Kevin? Uh, I'm actually drinking some uh, uh, Creature Comfort. Creature Comfort uh, IPAs. So, nice. Uh, Buffalo yeah. Trace. I've had a couple of... Uh, I, I will be honest. You guys have kind of turned me on the seltzers, Bud Lights or seltzers. Oh, and, somebody uh, screen capture this so I can get, for, get credit. Yeah, I mean, I actually tried them. I was like, these are kind of nice. They're a little bit lighter and uh, just keeps me a little bit from gaining weight is 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 the main thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to give you guys a call. I mean, I've been a uh, went to UGA in 1999, 2001. I was a I've seen a, a lot of Georgia teams lose Alabama. My wife, we went out to a uh, we went out to a restaurant, watched the game, and I'm at the point where like I'm about to lose my mind because it's been so many times since we lost Alabama. My question to you guys is: It's kind of a, a certain that we will go into the playoffs. What do we do differently if we have to match up with Alabama? After Ooh. what we just watched the last four hours, Trent, let's start with you first. You uh, you can break down scheme pretty well. What do you do? So you talking about rematch? Yeah, rematch. Yes. Um. Well, <laughs> first off, you gonna have to. I think you got to find a way to run the ball. If if you're going with Stetson, if you're going with Stetson Bennett, and that's your quarterback, you got it. You got to run the ball. I mean, today, yes, you can say Georgia didn't have success. They had 21 carries for 90 something yards with the running backs. You're averaging four, you're, that's over four yards per carry. So you had success with your running backs, but you didn't go to. You went away from it. Munkin went away from it for a second straight year when you're, you know, you're trailing by seven. And I didn't think he would do that. He, 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 you know, I thought he would stay more patient. And it took to the third drive to go back to being patient because uh, that third drive after Georgia made two stops, they went back to being patient. They started running the ball. Had some success again, and I believe that's where the pick six came in. Uh, yeah, but um, I think you got to run the ball, find a way to run the ball on offense, and it, and if not, you're going to have to maybe I don't know. Is it is it an option switching quarterbacks now? I think I think they've stuck with Stetson. I think that's what that's who they're going with moving forward. I don't, the way they've approached it, 
defensively, you're you you got to come up. You know that's your go to blitz got stonewalled. Uh, you you got to to me you got to send you got to send six when people have been effective. Auburn sent six. Uh, Florida sent six. Uh, it, it was like a jailbreak blitz. You, you're either going to have a slow death the way Georgia's playing, or you're going to have a quick death. Uh, or, or are you going to stop them and like they did when they when they sent six tonight? They they stopped uh, Bryce Young on two third and fours, I believe it was, uh, when they sent six. But uh, I think you got to risk it. I think Kirby's playing played it too safe tonight, uh, especially on defense. I think he he played it like he's played it all year and it's been effective. I think he's got to be more risky against Alabama. There you have it, Kevin. Man, we appreciate cool. you, my friend. As always, yeah. thank you for thank coming you. on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate what you do. All right, Kevin. Keep, keep knocking him back there, Kevin. Yeah, keep knocking him back, Kevin. Hey, I'm going to bring Jed May on real quick. He's here with us. Jed, I know you got some writing to do in the press box, but uh, initial thoughts on the game, man. What's your what's your take? Yeah, Paul, uh, it's like I told you sitting um, in the press box. It's like Georgia's talked all year about playing complimentary football, and tonight was like an evil stepsister of, of that. Like in the first half, the defense really struggled. And the offense, like, you know, played pretty good and put up 17 points. Could have, you know, gotten to 21 if they finished that first drive off. In the second half, defense played better. Offense had chances to get back into it. And then, you know, they stole the 19, two drives in a row, and then throw a pick six. You know, the game was basically over. So it was one of those things where complimentary football is good and whatever that was is is not good. That's, that's my take. There's Jed May's take, folks. I, I thought one of the big plays in the game, and y'all might already mention it, one of the big plays in the game was at – the end of the first half, balls on the ground. No one Smith standing right at it, tries to pick it up, and instead of Georgia has three guys standing around the football, instead right. of picking up, they let a five foot nine, one hundred and eighty pound quarterback muscle it away from them. And and uh, Brushon's good for sure, but uh, I think that's a big play because they go on to score a touchdown. If not, it's a what a, a tie ball game, tie game at halftime, half, right. and. Uh, especially with them having the ball starting the second half, that's a big play. Either either Alabama uh, is tied at the half, or Georgia goes down, and kicks a field goal, does something to, to take the lead going into the half. Um, I thought that was a game changer play, and it was really a play that Georgia's made all year, and they didn't make those plays tonight. We've got uh, Elliot Davis with us, guys. Elliot, what's going on, man? Five boxes here. Hey, Jed, you can roll out, man. We appreciate you. Get back to what you got to do. Hey. Elliot, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, kind of licking my wounds like everybody else. But I got to give you guys credit. Um, I was ready to cancel Christmas about an hour yeah. ago. And, and uh, yeah. you guys have picked me back up. This is the first time that I've uh, uh, called into the studio or whatever. Yeah, we um, appreciate it, man. But uh, no, my, my biggest thing uh, is in response to uh, Anthony's call whenever he was talking about the uh, the coverage that we do where we always seem to be 10, 10 yards off the ball minimum. We've yep. done that all year, and I don't know yep. if it's because, like what we saw tonight, um, trying to protect from that explosive play, just bend, don't break type type mentality, but we never play press. Uh, we never stack on top of a, a wide receiver, um, and I agree that tonight, like even when Mechie went down, we, we double teamed uh, Williams all game after that, and it didn't matter, and part of that was – DBs weren't really prepared, I don't think, and not on a coaching standpoint, but just talent level. Like we yeah, have they not had, had, they, had they, yeah, they haven't faced that type of speed or or wide receiver all year. 
yeah, I, I mean, if you're if you're trying to keep up with Williams, dude, good luck. Like, yeah, that, that guy's first round easy. Uh, yeah. If not, maybe even first player first round. Um, but and then you know you got to credit Bryce. Like, Bryce really hasn't had a Heisman performance this year where you just take a step back. Everybody wants to talk about the the last drive against Auburn. He was four for ten on that drive, made plays, won the game, but he was still four for ten. But I think tonight was his Heisman moment, and it's just unfortunate for us that it, it happened against us. And I, Trent, you've said it. Uh, I don't know what the deal was with our defense. Uh, I, I've never seen from the front line to the linebackers to the DBs. Like, man, they were just soft tonight. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. Like, we weren't even – even when we made tackles, the hits weren't even – like it didn't have the pop that that Georgia normally has when they're when they're playing. Like there's been a lot of games this year where you can see the entire momentum shift from another team when one of our guys gets their helmets or their shoulder pads on them, it completely takes all the wind out of that other player's sails. And we never had a single hit like that tonight. Um, I mean, we made plays, but I just didn't seem to have the same intensity that uh, that we normally did. But you know. I mean, let's face it, Alabama lost Texas A&M, and they've played, you know, close games. But I think this might have been the shot in the mouth that we needed that, you know what, we've got some holes to fix, and we can't afford to uh, – like, we can't afford to have guys taking, taking plays out. Uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty bad on our conditioning that our guys looked pretty gassed on the defensive side of the ball in the first quarter. Um, I don't really yeah, – they, they did. They did. I don't really think that's acceptable. Yeah. They haven't had to play. I mean, when was the last time Georgia de- Georgia's defense had to play a full game? Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, maybe, but even Tennessee with the, the starters weren't in there the late in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, so. it, it's it, tonight was probably a product of our own success. I, I would yes. say easily. Yeah. Um, it, you know, like I thought that was going to be a strength, and never even occurred to me that that could be a huge weakness. The fact that our guys aren't used to playing four quarters. Yeah. Elliot, man, we appreciate you spitting truth on here, man. You need to come on more often. We appreciate you so much. We got a couple other guys who want to get on here, but uh, we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Uh, Alderman, what's going on, man? I'll give you time to mute. How you doing? Man, we're doing all right, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Listen, I, I just I just wanted to offer uh, a perspective that, you know, I, I, I'm really not in agreement with folks being super hard on – on 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 Stetson tonight. From from my perspective, it starts okay. and stops with the lack of our defense and their performance. Stetson is who we always knew him to be. Once we got behind by 14 points plus, we put him in a position where he was going to have to pass us back into the game. That's not who Stetson is. That's not who we are as a team. And so from my perspective, you know, our lack of of preparation from a defensive perspective not sending pressure we were even when we got to bryce we didn't finish that was another thing there were there were a number of occasions where we got guys there and they didn't finish uh or we didn't send pressure and he had all day i mean i don't care who who, who's back there if they're a starting sec quarterback and you're not finishing and you're not bringing pressure that guy's gonna carve you up and so you know i I mean stetson made some bad decisions in the second half but again to me, our coaching staff did not put him in a position to be successful. He's not the kind of guy that 
is going to bring you back, throw you back into a game. So to me, once we went down by 14 plus, I think Kirby and the guys, if, 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 when, 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 when we played Alabama before and we, we, they put in, they put in Hurts, they put in Tua to throw them back into the game. Maybe then, maybe then you bring in uh, 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 JT at that point because that's not Stetson's strength. Once we got down by 14 plus, that, hey, our defense has lost it. He's not in a position where he's going to be able to bring us back. So, again, I, I'm, I was just very, very disappointed to me in the defensive performance tonight, like I'm sure all of you all are. And I know this is the overreaction show. I, 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 I'm overreacting, but I don't feel good about the playoffs. I mean, I just I don't want to hear about playoffs right now. I, I, I'm just I'm just so hurt. Yeah. I, I, you know that, that I just I'm just exasperated that we cannot get over this Alabama hump. So thanks. Thanks, guys. It's going to be a better next four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a little time, Alderman, but I think I think we'll get you there. Keep watching, man. We appreciate you calling in. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Trent, I think Alderman's right, though. He uh, nailed it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that – okay. I, he didn't know it, but I, this is just totally <laughs> random. I'm sitting there watching Michigan. I'm going to go on a limb and say Georgia beats Michigan a whole lot worse than Alabama beats Cincinnati, if that's the two matchups. Yeah, it could be. Well, hey, here's Seth, the thing, Paul. Seth, oh, go ahead. We're we're gonna, gonna bring well, the one thing Michigan in. has on Georgia is its pass rush. If you block them, you'll beat Michigan. Michigan doesn't get to the quarterback; it's over. Listen, I, you know, and I know Roddy's talked about the pass rush, and I understand, but he dropped back fifty something times today. I know he threw forty eight balls. He dropped back fifty something times. He was sacked three times, and he wasn't under pressure. I thought they did a great job. Who are you talking uh, about here? Are you talking about? Okay. Georgia blocking. Georgia up front. I thought they did a great job in pass pro. Roddy got back in quick with the quickness on you. He said, I heard my name. I'm back. Roddy time. <laughs> uh, I was looking uh, for a tumbler. They have I've never seen someone walk or exercise as much in my life as Roddy. Every time I've ever called him on the phone, I think he's always been exercising. He, no, he, that's his go-to. You call him yeah. at 1130 at night, I'm at the gym. That's the thing. That's all I, time I ever talk to you, sons of bitches, is when I'm out actually exercising. I'm sitting in my office <laughs> watching uh, Price is Right. You know, I don't want I don't want to be interrupted. So right, right. <laughs> Let's get Seth from Kentucky in here, guys. Seth, what's going on, man? Hey guys, thanks. You for can line up in here, Seth. That's okay. Wait, <laughs> hey, sorry uh, for making making you wait so long and bringing on Ben Bachman and Seth. We should have just brought you on, but we'll... no, 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 no. Uh, no, I, just a couple of points. One, or thank you guys for doing what you do. Appreciate uh, everything. Uh, hey, man, secondly, we wouldn't be here without you, my man. Uh, it, did you all notice, or, or maybe it was just me overanalyzing it, but it looked like Nolan Smith was favoring his arm most of the night in, in tight scenarios. Like when things got kind of – when he got kind of in the wash and the fold a little bit, he was only really using his strong arm. He kind of wasn't using the other one, um, which I think was probably also the reason he didn't dive on the ground for that fumble. Um, if you, you think you about have, it, yeah, you have you have that. Thank you so much, man. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm in a I'm in a sweet box over here, and they they hooked me up so I could stream live. Um, and the guy was leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I didn't get to sit in here for the whole. I didn't get to sit here for the whole game. Okay, it is nice in here though. He he offered me a bunch of food before he left, but I was cool. Um, any what was it? Damn it, talking about Nolan Smith. Yeah, so yes, there was one play where he had Bryce Young dead to rights, and and he didn't get him. Uh, the second time, 
uh, right at the beginning of the game, I almost tweeted out and I didn't. He had he had the huge arm brace on his arm, but he yeah. had something inside of the arm brace this time too. It just looked like more than what he had against uh, Tech. And yeah. So so I don't know what changed if any if anything, but they definitely had his arm. I don't think the arm thing was why he didn't jump on that ball. I think he was trying to scoop and score. You know, you, you're under yeah. some pressure. You know you're behind. And he went down with the two hands. They teach you get two hands underneath it, bring it up. You know, don't try to just dart it. But, man, again, when everything – I don't say everything can go wrong did because, you you know, you, you had a lot of big plays and such. But I just don't think the ball could bounce that way like it did every time. And we're going to bring in Jonathan and Rico uh, here in a second. Uh, we lost one of the people, but uh, Mr. Ashley and Mr. Glanton, y'all hang on. I, I like the way when Trent said it. When you see a, a small quarterback like that who doesn't have position, reach out and grab the ball and pull it in against all those behemoths on the defensive line on a fumble. I mean, that's just yeah. That's that, that was baffling to me. And, and again, I think if Mitchie doesn't doesn't get hurt, they score three more touchdowns in the second half because you just couldn't stop them when there's two of them. Once they went to one, and I saw people, well, the defense stopped them three times in a row. Yeah, with Mitchie out, right. Why right. didn't you do that in the first in the second quarter? Remember, first quarter you looked great. Second quarter you got your ass handed to you. Yeah. So, Two more again, quick things in the second. I just I just think that when the, your back's against the wall, Alabama was playing for its life today. So mm -hmm. they, they they had to win. Georgia didn't have to. I'm not saying Georgia went out there and just threw their helmets on the field. And this is why Kirby's always worried about the rat poison and guys believing their uh, clips and stuff, but. They needed this a whole lot more than you did. And the caller you guys had on there before talking about hitting, you know, this wasn't a physical team. You haven't seen George get caught up in the wash with his linebacker blitzes. I think Trent mentioned how many of those middle uh, blitzes were just terrible. I mean, they never broke yeah. free. You had missed tackles. And when I put this line in the three, two, one report, I said he makes plays late when Bryce Young runs around and you flushed him from the pocket. He finds people, and the mm -hmm. plays are successful. This Stetson's been able to do that all year. Tonight, he had, he, he, those late plays didn't materialize, you know? And mm -hmm. I just don't think that either one of them – I don't think that he can do it forever, which he did tonight. Let's say in a re rematch, he gets all those plays. He gets all those great fumbles. Nolan Smith is as limited as Nolan is. Jordan Davis doesn't dominate a one-legged center. Yeah, what was that? Twice, Seth. I just don't. <laughs> what? Yeah, it just it just seemed like a completely uncharacteristic game for this defense all the way around. The D line didn't didn't feel like they kept they kept tripping over each other on those stunts. Yeah. Kept getting yes. caught up in the wash, and it yeah. looked and and here's what baffled me: Auburn and LSU laid out the blueprint to get pressure on them. Run six and get it on the outside. Their tackles can't block you, right? I mean, we saw Auburn do it all night long. But and, and I hate to say this, but we see we see what we're missing with Adam Anderson. And and, and, and like I don't want to be the guy to bring up a sensitive subject, but the drop off from AA to Sherman and Beal, substantial when you're talking we're about the guys that'll be lucky to be drafted. Perfect right. point. Yeah, and so I, I think that's just kind of what I saw tonight. Hopefully we regroup and get it together. But uh God, I hate Alabama. <laughs> I'm with you, sir. Y'all have a good one. God bless. Thanks. You too, man. Take it easy. Let's get in, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, what's going on, man? I think let's your mic's too. Okay, let's oh, both, both at the same time. Let's get both of them. Hold on. 
Jonathan and Rico, what's going on, guys? Jonathan, Jonathan, you're, Jonathan, Jonathan you're muted. You're muted, man. Can you hear me now? Here we go. Yeah, we can hear you. you. Rico, what's going cool. on? How we doing, guys? What's going on? Let's bring both of you in. Jonathan, you got like first answer the question, man. Yeah, we got the six pack here. Uh, again, thank you guys for bringing me on. Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't. I I missed the question, but I've I've kind of been waiting for a while. Um, I I do think that this was a total unit loss. I don't want to blame defense. Don't want to just blame the offense. But I mean, we've been averaging forty points a game. So I mean, you know what happened tonight? I, to me, I just think that uh, it looked a little too fast for Stetson tonight compared to a Kentucky and all the other teams we played. Um, and I just I got a question. Maybe you guys can answer it. Um, it there is no communication between JT and our coaching staff or nothing. He is totally checked out. Like uh, I'm 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 leaving. I'm not gonna even gonna be here next year. Yeah, uh, if he doesn't get in the game, I don't know why he would. I don't know why he would come back. Um, if he can't get in now, when can he? You know. Um, so, uh, Roddy, you have anything else on that? I mean, if you can't get in now, it's it's you probably want to look around elsewhere, especially especially with the you know free year eligibility you can get right away. I will say, as of last week, I expected uh, JT Daniels to be back next year. This is a guy that, uh, remember, it's not that he was your unquestioned number one guy going into the going into the year. And a lot of people say, well, why wasn't Stetson, you know, if he's so good, why wasn't he number one? It's because of what Todd Munkin wanted to do. He wanted to run a pro-style offense, drop back, you know, uh, throw the ball, spread it out, uh, pro-style. Pro Stetson Bennett's more of a dual-threat guy. You, they knew they had problems going in the Clemson game against pass protection, and they knew that that was going to be an issue against uh, that defensive front. So what was the game plan? Catch it, throw it, catch it, throw it. Uh, JT Daniels sets a record for getting rid of the ball speed-wise, catch and toss. Didn't, didn't, didn't uh, get you very far. <clears throat> he had mobility issues. He wasn't great, but then he got hurt. And they thought, okay, well, we'll we're going to stick with the same offense. We know we, we don't have great protection, but we're going to bring in Carson Beck, who does have at least somewhat decent wheels. But Carson was gave, given the number one offense. He – deer in headlights. It, it fell apart. Kind of like Juan Mathis last year. When given an opportunity, he couldn't do it. So, like, okay, well, what do we do now? They bring in Stetson, and they're like, okay, uh, he'll, 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 he'll put a Band-Aid on it, and we'll see what happens. But then JT Daniels is hurt longer. And he's hurt for a while. He can't get out there. So they're like, well, look, uh, when we bring him in, the backside defender has to account for the running quarterback. The, the running game is better with him in it because you have to account for him. And we'll just – we'll change the format. We'll change the style. Now, here's the thing. you Going into next year, going into spring, you can still say, hey, Roderick Jones is coming along and Marius Mims is coming along. We should be able to get better protection – for our quarterback, maybe, you know, Xavier Trust, Devin Willick, uh, we can protect a quarterback because, you know, he, he doesn't throw – he doesn't move around a whole lot. Once we can protect and you got George Pickens back or you get Jermaine – remember, Jermaine Bird got hurt, Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint got hurt. All your top you – your top five receivers, Arian Smith was out, Dominic Blaylock was out. You lost your top five guys. Well, what if all of a sudden you get your top receivers back, which you need for a pro-style offense, and you get a little protection – then you can go JT Daniels. So JT has to look at what's going on next year and go, I think we're going to get back to that pro style offense. I can beat out Stetson Bennett in that system. I'll be back next year. Now maybe go somewhere else, but I don't think it's checked out. I think it's just, you work all week on the game plan. 
and they weren't going to switch it up, especially with the fact that uh, on those drop. Remember, you don't do a whole lot of dropbacks. People say, "Well, we don't give up a lot of sacks." Well, it's because you're doing RPOs, play action, and you're moving. You're moving the pocket. You're not doing a standard JT Daniels five seven step drop show pass where they know what's coming. You know, so I th- I don't think he's checked out. I just think he has a big decision to make. And from what I understand, a few weeks a few weeks ago, I think he's still going to come back to Georgia. So. Again, that could change in 15 minutes. I don't know, but that's my answer, Jonathan. I, I don't know for certain, but it's kind of what I'm hearing from the inside. Rico, what's going on, man? Uh, just dealing with the tough loss like us, like everybody. Um, I love that shirt. No, thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, this is my uh, friend's gym, man. He's an MMA fighter. So, yeah, this is his nice. gym. Um, so um, what I wanted to say, and my main feeling um, tonight, because I had my son, he was asking me because, I normally don't take losses too good, but he was at, he was, <laughs> he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And the main reason why I'm, I'm, I'm okay is because, you know, being a Georgia sports fan, period, uh, whether it's Falcons, Hawks, Braves, everything else, I want the championship. I want the big one. You know, I want the shiny trophy at the end. And if this is what it took, for my guys to get, um, you know, it, uh, well, when I grew up, it was a thing like a coming to Jesus meeting. You yeah. know, this was this was our coming to Jesus meeting. You know, like we we can we can beat Tennessee the way we beat them. You know, we can beat Florida the way we beat them. It's it's time to put your foot on these guys' neck. And it seemed like the defensive line today just thought that Alabama saw the names on the back of the jerseys and they just was just gonna just let them pass on through. And that wasn't the case. I think we, I think we got a good slice of humble pie. I think this will do us good. Um, looking at the Michigan score, I think Michigan's gonna hold on to that game. I don't see Michigan being able to beat us. Um, and I do like the way that it's set up because we can't run from Alabama. If we want to get where we want to go, we have to go through Big Bad Bama. Plain and simple. Um, we can, you know, you can run from it for a week. But you're going to have to see Alabama. You know, Alabama took your chain. You know, they, they took your lunch. <laughs> so, it, huh? You know, I mean, are you going to go get it back or not? You know, this is the year. Go get your chain back. That's all, that's all <laughs> I would say to the guys. Hey, guys, go get your chain back. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they deboed it. They Friday'd it, man. And exactly. it's, uh, it's time to go get it back. If, if like, you big, grandma gave me this chain. Yeah, if you're if you're a big enough man, go get the chain back. If you're not, then I I guess uh, Alabama is gonna keep it. You know, exactly. So, you agree yeah, with they, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with it. I'm I'm just tired of these games all ending the same way. Um, we are, I think I a lot we're of tired of fans, fans too. Yeah, and I, I'm with, I'm with both of you. It, again, I don't care who the quarterback is, but to me. It was, it was the same thing that bugged me last year when you blamed the Florida loss and the you know uh, the Alabama loss on one guy. I'm like, okay, Stetson Bennett, he didn't. Have, you know, where's Nolan Smith's tackles for loss? Where's Jordan Davis showing up in this game? Did, did Jalen Carter play? How many times did they call Jalen Carter's name? Right. You know, Trayvon Walker ran him down. How many times were they chasing Bryce Young and no one got to him and he converted a first down? You know, and who the hell had, who who had the pitch man? You know, the, guy, the guy's run up there and he does a pitch. I mean, I, I, there that wasn't an option play. I'm just saying 
they flushed him from the pocket. They couldn't get to him. They couldn't run him down. And then in that first or second quarter, they're like, oh, hey, look, uh, Mitchie's on the slot. You know, who, who's Mitchie's in the slot. Who's covering him? Chris, uh, Chris Smith? Uh, fine. William Poole? Uh, Dan Jackson? Whoever's got him. We're going to go to that same guy. You watch him go down the field. 70-yard pass plays, multiples of them. That ain't Stetson's fault. That ain't Broderick Jones' fault. That ain't a broken Jamari, you know, Jamari Sawyer on a bad wheel's fault. But then they didn't do their jobs either, you know. Uh, you, 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 you're you about to go for it on fourth down. You get a, a, a legal procedure. Your most talented guy jumps. You know, that's, uh, that's everybody's damn fault. So I'm with I'm with Rico. I'm like, hey, look, uh, the good news is you had a mulligan. You know, you, you stood up, uh, you stood over the ball, and you hit a worm burner. You know, but uh, you're, you're, it's a charity event. You can hit another one. So you got a chance. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta fix all your mistakes. You know, and no one this is probably doing this. Is, uh, like I said, in my thing. Uh, this is Ala freaking Bama. You know, they're not just gonna roll over. And their back was to the wall. They had to win this game. So you know they're gonna come out. And, hey, give uh, Bill O'Brien credit. He out-schemed you. You know, their offensive line fixed their holes, and they took it to you. And, and like a previous guy said, where were the big hits? Where were the big – everybody's waiting for somebody else to make a big play. And I'm with Rico on this one. You got you got, your, uh, you got your head kicked in, and now you're going to have to fight back. Can I, can I uh, add something else? And uh, this is kind of a question. Was it just me, or did the D-line seem like, they were more concerned with keeping him in the pocket instead of actually going to get him. Like, you know, you can sack him. Yeah. You know, it's like, go get him. It's like everybody wanted to sit right there and just, well, you know, let's just play hands. You know, like, go get him. Put him on the ground. Every defensive lineman towers over Bryce Young. If you lay on him a couple of times, I promise you, it, it, it to, to me, that's what I saw. I and I just want to know you guys' thoughts on appreciate you guys for letting me in, but it, to, that it, that just kind of just didn't sit right. Attack, you know, this is the SEC championship game, go bury them. Don't you know? No, it, it you you nailed it, man. They got their chain taken, and I'm gonna kind of roll with that throughout the rest of the show. And I don't probably in the second quarter, wasn't that when Bryce Young threw for like out of 200 and some odd yards. Yeah. I mean, in the second quarter was when they got their chain took and they didn't try to get it back. And you saw it. You saw it from the defensive line, not getting to Bryce Young. You saw it from the linebackers not doing their job on those blitzes. Like, like we said, Georgia and Trent brought this up and it's a great point. Georgia's main way to get after the quarterback is that middle linebacker, whether it's Tyndall, Dean or Quay Walker, doing that and both of them going into the middle stacking up this time they didn't get they didn't get anywhere they stacked up on they literally ran to the same guy and it felt like bama knew that was coming georgia didn't have another blitz to dial up at all and so what ended up happening was well you saw the score 41 24 bryce young threw for uh where is it? yeah 421 yards you know, that's what happened, Rico. I'm going to bring on somebody else, man. We appreciate you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so guys much. so much. Let's go get the natty, okay? Hey, let's, let's go try. get, let's, let's let's try. Let's get let's the one that counts. Let's see if they can. Chris Chris Calvin. Chris Calvin, what's going on, man? Your mic's muted, and we can't hear you unless you unmute your mic. There you go. What's up? 
<laughs> you muted it back again. You muted, you muted, you unmuted and muted yourself. There you, uh, you keep muting yourself. <laughs> yeah. He's got, wow. I don't know what's going on, Chris. It's just like an automatic mute that you're going on there, man. <laughs> it's just, I've never seen that before. It's Chris, try calling back. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> it just, it just instantly mutes every time he takes himself off. Uh, maybe he can try to uh, get out and rejoin. That's pretty wild. I tell you what, let, let me see if we can do it from our end. Let me add it. I on tried. Here. I tried getting. I tried unmuting it. Yeah, I can't get him. Damn. Yeah. Hey, we've had trouble with those with people coming in with the Bluetooth uh, earpieces. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. We'll try it again. We got a lot of people saying free JT in the chat, man. There was a couple recruits uh, throughout the game that said Trent. free JT. I thought Trent. that was kind of interesting. Um, Trent, well, Ben, you guys follow recruiting a lot more than uh, myself or Roddy. What is there anything to come of that? I don't know because I, don't I think, think the position most affected would be receiver. And really – you have one receiver committed who said it, who I don't think you're going to lose, and then you had Julian Humphrey as a corner. So the guys who said it, I don't think you're going to lose them. I think it's more of like in this cycle, I think the wide receiver from Tennessee is your most likely bet. Um, Squirrel Squirrel White, I believe his name is, or Brown. I, I can't remember his last name. Um, is most likely to end up in the class. Everyone else, the receivers are locked in. So I think that long-term – Fixing in the playoffs, you have to do well throwing the football and get the quarterback situation um, better um, for the future classes like 2023 and beyond. I don't think I don't think today's game hurt wide receiver recruiting. You threw it 50 times, so or 48 times. That <laughs> throwing it 48 times is not hurting wide receiver recruiting. I just thought it was interesting that recruits were putting that out there. That's that's kind of where I'm coming from with it. I thought that was kind I mean, of weird. No, it's the it's the it's a knee jerk reaction for everybody, you know. Because I, I was asking about, you know, hey, what well, what about Latavius Brindy? Why don't you bring him back in there? And then I remembered all the times Brindy got beat in coverage. I'm like, okay, so they had all week to look at it. They tried it, and uh, Brindy's not. You knew you're going to have a lot of uh, man coverage, and this was a situation where it's like, okay, let's try William Poole. William couldn't get it done, and then so, well, you tried Chris Smith, who is remember, I didn't, we weren't even sure Chris Smith was going to be able to play. Yeah. So Chris Smith comes in and you put him at the star and he, he can he's not your normal star. He can barely play safety because he's injured. And then you bring in Dan Jackson and that to play safety while he goes to star and that doesn't work. So you basically got to. But the thing is, when you see somebody getting beat, you're like bringing the next guy and you see uh, Stetson up oh, through a pick six free JT. OK, well, did you free? Did you bring Broderick Jones when uh, Jamari Sawyer uh, jumped and uh, couldn't handle Will Anderson? You know, I mean, everybody, everybody wants to yank a guy and put the guy behind him in as if that's going to fix it. That There's a reason the guy, not every time, but most of I mean, you don't know if the guy behind him is going to be better than the guy in front of him. And you think, well, it can't be any worse. Well, as we saw with the star position, it damn sure can be worse, you know, and uh, even then – do you want to pull Lewis Seen and uh, Keely Ringo when they get beat by, uh, by Jamison uh, Williams on a 55-yard tee, your number one corner, your number one uh, safety? They bracket the guy. They're within two inches of him, and he still hauls in a touchdown. 
you want to bring take them out and bring in Javon Bullard and uh, I don't even know who the third string safety is at this point. You know, David Daniel. Yeah, David Daniel. Is that going to fix it? So it's just it's our it's everybody's reaction. Mine too is like when a guy's not getting it done, let's bring in the other guy. Maybe he will because he doesn't doesn't feel like the guy that's in there is getting it done. Well, sometimes you're going to have to out scheme him and you know wash that play out of your mind and hope that uh, he gets it on the next try. Yeah, you know, Paul, To I think that just sports fan in general, I mean, football fans, really, like I remember they always want to go after the quarterback and they always want to bench the quarterback. I remember, I think it was a week or two ago, I mean, Lamar Jackson was the favorite for the MVP because obviously I live in a house full of Ravens fans and they wanted to bench Lamar Jackson. The guy won the MVP like a year ago and was MVP favorite first four weeks of the season and one bad game they wanted to bench him. That's just sports fans in general always want to attack the quarterback. Listen, he didn't play great today. There's no, there, there's no doubt about that. Obviously, he had some good drives. He's a good. All these sports fans just one bad game. We got to bench the quarterback. I just think it's always that knee jerk reaction that people always re- overreact with. It's just, oh, it's the quarterback's fault. Oh, it's the quarterback's fault. Drotty's point. Yeah, maybe they do need to go to JT. Maybe they don't. I, I don't know because it's one game. You really are going to sit guy a guy, bench guy for one game. You're still in the play. Like it, it, it's a tough decision to make. I don't know what they do. I think the one thing is I think they're going to go with Stetson. I think Stetson will be on a shorter leash. Now that 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 would be my prediction because I don't I don't know if you do that. That's you, you got to go with one or the other. It's either all in or all out. I, I don't know if you. Paul, you suppose like Stetson a, throws two picks in the first quarter of the playoff game. Okay, you leave we him just. In? We just saw him throw two picks against Alabama, and they left them in. So that was in the second half. I said in the first quarter. I don't think Stetson's thrown. I think the issue is Stetson hasn't thrown an interception in the first half of Alabama this year, Alabama last year, or Florida last year. I think it's all been in the second half. And mm-hmm. I, and I think Stetson is like a he has a gunslinger mentality up here. I mean, I know he's small, but I I think he wants to go downfield. And he goes downfield a lot in the second half. You don't see as many dump offs. Uh, I know they they ran some tight end screens, but I think he. It's almost like he's got that gunslinger mentality where he wants to get. Bryce Young has it. He's a half inch taller. That's the only difference between the two. There's a lot of difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You talk about small. I'm like Bryce Young puts puts his passes on the money. Jameson Williams and John Mechie uh, also make a difference. Stetson, Stetson yeah. got left with Yeah, give him a couple George Pickenses and see what happens versus throwing to a uh, A.D. Mitchell. Same play, back-to-back weeks, incomplete. They're going to throw a lot to him in the playoffs now because he's going to be closer to 100%. They're going to have to use him a lot in the playoffs. I, I don't understand. He got out there. He has this huge play, and then you don't see him for like 40 minutes. Who, Pickens? Know. Pickens. Uh, they said that he had. A, he was on a like a. They said on the broadcast that he was on uh, that they had t- Kirby had said that, that he was on a uh, play restriction or uh, he only had a short number of plays that he was running. Uh, you use him early is when, when you get your butt kicked. Go ahead, Chris. Paul. What's going on, man? Hey, fellas. How are you? How are we? How are you working. Hey, you got your. You got your. Uh, <laughs> Mute, unmute button to work, man. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, I got I got the technical difficulties uh, sorted out up here. So I'm I'm calling you guys all the way from Washington, all the way from the state of Washington. Well, wow. Jacob so, Eason. Yes, yeah, yeah. We'll say we'll say something about Jacob Eason. Um, you know, my buddy Kevin was just on, uh, uh, <laughs> and I think he had thrown a few back. But um, you know, I'm not a Texas <laughs> nose guy. I'm 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 a I'm a Georgia fan, and I, I do I do. 
uh, love the team. I want to say that first of all, going twelve and zero in the season is a huge accomplishment, and I'm going to be I'm going to be grateful for that. Uh, tonight's game didn't look like our team, though. I will say that it didn't look like UGA football tonight. It felt off. Um, and I guess my question is, and you guys can answer that, but uh, what does this do for recruiting? in the next year or two. I mean, I mean, if, if, if you're a quarterback, if you're a, a five-star blue-chip athlete, you're watching this game, does that change your opinion of Georgia football? Trent, Ben? Well, I look at it this way. So they have Gunner coming in. So first of all, I'll go a quarterback. Well, I truly believe this, and I've been on the recruiting show to say this. I think that Georgia will land one of Arch Manning or one of the top quarterbacks in 2024 between Rayola and Jaden Davis. I think they'll land one of those three over a two-year span with how they sit now and with the biggest thing about quarterbacks is depth chart. You have to be able to play. Arch Manning's considering Texas. Texas isn't even a a team that's um, in a bowl. So I think with a lot of guys, it's about depth chart matters and being a top – if you can win a championship, Georgia's a top five team, top five roster. If you believe you can go in and play, that matters a whole lot to quarterbacks. Okay, so that's one thing. Receivers where it's a bigger issue because they simply – that's been the worst position they've recruited the last two cycles. That's that's the big issue. I don't know how big of an impact it has. They need to recruit better at wide receiver. That, that's that's no doubt. 2023, the Brandon Indices of the world, they have to be all in to get those guys. But I don't think quarterback's a problem because they're they're hitting on their top quarterback target every single year. I don't think it's going to affect recruiting in that way. Defense, I think they're perfect in terms of defense, in terms of recruiting and coaching. They're number one defense this year. O-line, they're fine. I think the only position is wide receiver you have to worry about. Hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, If you look at a team that goes 12-0, and 0, you're like, and uh, who's in the playoffs? Like the narrative is, oh well, they they, they need a quarterback to put him over the hump. You're a five star quarterback. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna go there. You know, has Kirby ever had trouble landing five star quarterbacks? I mean, he was given Eason, then he gets Fromm, then he gets uh, JT or uh, Justin Fields, then you get uh, uh, you get one to transfer to you and JT Daniels. You had Jamie Newman come down. Not that he was a five star, but he was. You know, uh, as a big recruiting win to get him to come down. Uh, you get Carson Beck, who was pretty highly thought of. Now you've got uh, uh, Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton. I, they want to go where teams are winning, they, where they can showcase their talents. Uh, I don't right. think you're going to have a situation where it's like, oh, well, uh, he's going with a quarterback who only took him to 12-0, and 0, you know, who only threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, I don't want to go play there. I, I don't see it yeah. being a problem. Now, now I, I guess I got a follow-up question too. With with the game tonight and what we've seen as Stetson Bennett all season long, was anybody? I mean, I, I, the fact that he's made some questionable decisions with his throws in past games over the season, I, I, it didn't seem any different this evening. Would any of y'all disagree with that? Uh, I mean, I don't think it didn't look any different to me. He just threw more passes tonight, which gave him opportunity right. to fail, fail or succeed more. And right, I just think he's he he didn't look any different to me. Uh, that's just the way he's looked all year. Right, right. So, so is that some, is that something to put put blame on him for that? You know what I mean? I mean, he played his game. I mean, I I think you, you're getting the most out of Stetson you're going to get. I, that's right. my opinion. Uh, you know, he can be successful. He can win games. Um, but 
I don't think that asking him to throw it 48 times is it should be Georgia's game plan. Uh, if, if that's Georgia's game plan coming in to, th- to throw it 48 times, you didn't have to throw it 48 times. You chose to you chose right. to do it because you led. You were down, but you were down very small. Where you were still in the game at the second half, you he was they were chunking. I mean, they were chunking the whole second quarter. So. Right. Yeah, but let's go back to the first part of the game. Talk about that was the game plan, you know. And there's that one drive with the 97 yard drive where he threw it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he counted for 91 six, yards. Six and six for 91 yards. Six and six for 91 yards. Yeah. Wow, what what a fucking terrible quarterback, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just saying is, you know, he that. But then, uh, then, then you get a you get a pass that should have been intercepted. You get right. one that is intercepted. You get one right. that uh, you have a situation where your freshman all-American tight end stops running. There's a miscommunication there. You get yeah. one where A.D. Mitchell drops one. So to me, it's like, yeah, this is it's not clicking on all cylinders, but you on the one drive where you decide to throw it, hey, it works. So maybe you stick with that. I, to me, run the ball, especially when they're throwing it all over you and throwing 70-yard bombs. Maybe give your defense a chance to rest, you know, and uh, get a long right. to drive there. Uh I, to me, I don't know if it's a decision issue as it is an accuracy issue. You know, like even mm-hmm. a lot of his completed passes, you saw guys reaching back, you know, huge. You know, luckily, some of those guys have huge catch radiuses, which bail a quarterback out. So to me, his accuracy, he's he's got to, he could throw it hard. You saw some great plays, you know, some great passes, but you saw some that are a little in front, a little behind, a little uh, underthrown, a little overthrown. Right. You're, you're, you're in the vicinity. So I don't know if it's a bad decision so much as it is an accuracy issue. Now, maybe JT is going to be more accurate, but when it's third and 15, is JT going to be able to run for third and uh, 14 or run for 14 yards? Maybe you're not in that position with JT, but that's a hypothetical. I just don't see happening with Will Anderson, those guys bearing down on you. So I don't know that he makes bad decisions as it is an accuracy issue. And maybe if he's a little more accurate, you wouldn't get it. But I do agree when – you get away from the run, you wind up throwing it 48 times because you're trailing by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. You're going to have to throw it to catch up. Yeah, this that's not what Georgia's built to do, especially with uh, without Arian uh, Smith, without you know George Pickens on a pitch count. With uh, uh, whatever, what happened to Marcus Rosemary Jackson? He gets it's a great run play for first down, you know. But I mean, this like he's was taking over the Justin Robinson role. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dom, no Dom Waylock, no. Uh, Jermaine Burton missed most of the year. You know, it's just you don't have those stellar receivers, but you see what happened a couple, a couple of top talent receivers, what that could do for you. Yeah. So yeah. Chris, well, I appreciate, man, we appreciate you. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate, I appreciate you, Paul. Thank you, Roddy. And uh, tell Coach John Don and thank you so much. I love his commentary, especially yeah. when he is a prophet and makes calls. <laughs> and then he's got to get up and walk out the room. I love it. <laughs> Oh, Take it easy, my man. Thank you. And thanks for tuning in from all the way from Washington. Wow. Uh, Brian with us here. Brian, what's going on, man? Welcome to the POS. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. A uh, little disappointed. Just got to say, I think this one hurts worse than the second and 26. Uh, simply because we uh, – I felt like we had the better team going into this game. I still feel like we have the better team. Um, I mean, we witnessed history. This year, guys, we witnessed our team going 12-0 and in the regular season. It's never been done. Um, just disappointing. Uh, and I don't know what's going to change between now and 
January the 9th, I think, or January the 10th, um, that's going to put us over the hill uh, to get us over the hump. I mean, you guys tell me you watch this, you watch it every day just like I do and uh, talk about it every day just like I do. I, I don't know how we get over the hump of the Alabama kryptonite. And uh, it's just really, really disappointing that uh, we got outcoached and we got outplayed. I mean, our, I can't put the blame on Stetson. Um, I put the blame on our defense. We did not show up the first half. We just got torched. Um, and I was disappointed in Jordan Davis's play, to be completely frank with you. I mean, he in one particular play, they're in the red zone, and he's standing there just playing patty cake with uh, the nose guard. I'm like, I mean, I mean, they're, they're with the, uh, the center. I'm like, what are you doing? Push that joker into Bryce Young and knock him down. I mean, you're the bigger dude. Um, I don't know. I'm just frustrated. And uh, <laughs> you guys are taking the brunt of it, unfortunately. You know, it's okay to be frustrated, I think. Hopefully you guys can hear me. They're blowing something out on the other side here. But uh, um, I think they're coming to my – I think I'm going to get kicked out soon. Uh, but, you know, I, I know you're frustrated, Brian. Yeah, somebody else got to pick up for a second. <laughs> oh, you big coward. <laughs> you know, it's one thing I will say is you're not going to win a game when you have three drives in the red zone where you accumulate three total points. They had back-to-back -back where they got zero, and that first offensive drive where they scored, I think it was like third and four, and you took a big sack. Yeah, you still got the field goal. But when you have three drives in the red zone where you get three total points, that doesn't cut it. The defense is the biggest issue, but still, you can't get all the way down there and get nothing twice well, and then a field goal one other time. You can't do that. Um, th that's one thing I, I, I'm kind of sure I wasn't brought up more on here, but still, that's something you're not going to win championships if you're going to get in the red zone and not do anything. Well, we knew from the get-go that we weren't going to be able to get behind and go into a a shootout with Bryce Young. We knew that we were going to have to to score, to, you know, be there, uh, and our defense was going to have to get some stops, and they didn't do that. But then when we get behind points, when we have an opportunity to, we don't kick the field. We don't kick the field goal in the third quarter. I mean, what you're 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 putting more pressure on a quarterback, just like Trent said, that we got all we were going to get out of. You can't add more pressure to the guy that uh, that he, he hasn't already put on himself. You know what I mean? So take the points when you get the points. If, if Kirby hasn't learned anything, that's the thing he should have learned is get points when you can get the points. Yeah, we're still down, what, 11 points? But it takes the pressure off your quarterback to feel like he's got to make a play every single down. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, last year. Georgia gave up 564 yards on defense. This year, they gave up 536 yards on defense. So I'm not a great math wizard. I went to UGA Journalism School. Well, I don't even think I had to take a math to get through it, but that's, uh, that's 1,100 yards in two games. 1,100 yards. Uh, you're pretty, you had a good defense last year. You had the number one defense in the nation this year. You gave up 1,100 yards in back-to-back -back contests. So, yep, and we continue uh, to make Saban look like he's a genius. Well, and he is. <laughs> You're making him look like because think about it. He didn't have the – you had the better players. But yep. Between him and uh, mm -hmm. uh, offensive line coach and Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, uh, they took a gimpy center, a revolving door at right tackle, 
uh, and torched your ass. You know. Yep. Uh, but the they, Gimpy Center didn't play, did he? I'm just, I don't even know who they, they did. The, the kid from Buford played in McLaughlin. Uh, he was their starting center. Uh, well, your your second choice at center. Yeah. You know, but again, this isn't the this is a team that uh, Auburn sacked left and right. You didn't get any sacks. You got very few pressures. Again, it's uh, to me, you can bang on Stetson, you can bang on Jordan Davis, you can bang on all of them. They, this is a team loss. Oh, I agree. Um, it's going to take a team. Uh, it's going to take a team to fix it. You know, you can't let the ball bounce around on the ground with three guys on top of it and no one recovered the ball. Nope. You know? uh, I thought uh, Dakota Dean had a pretty good game uh, out in space. But remember how well that team, that Alabama team, tackled in space. Georgia mm-hmm. didn't. Georgia nope. missed some tackles. Georgia, uh, that's uncommon for them. You know, but there was a lot of issues there, Brian, that you just wanted to bang your head against the wall. I, I know that Kirby's probably uh, punched a couple holes in the locker room all because he's like, what the hell is going on? We, 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 don't hit, we weren't hitting. We weren't tackling. You know, you can – let's release that tape. You know, let's see if there's some leaked audio from that game in the postgame because he's got to be pissed. But, again, you get – to your point, what do you do when you face them again? Well, hopefully you don't give up 550. You're averaging 550 yards of uh, than half that of offense. Jesus, you know. Uh, and I, to me, when this is why I say I want to be fair, you know, Stetson did not have a great game. It happens. But at the same time, neither did anybody keep, else. <laughs> you can't keep saying it's on him. Sometimes you're going to be in a shootout. If you, I don't give a damn who what quarterback you had. If Bryce Young, if Georgia put up 550 yards of offense, even Bryce Young could lose that game. You know, you could switch quarterbacks and say, "Hey, our defense isn't going to stop them. They're going to score this many points." Well, damn, you need to do some of that too. So, oh, and without your all these wide receivers. So, just my point being, don't be lazy. Now, I know you're not you're not that way, Brian. I'm saying I don't want fans to be lazy. Say so it's just this one guy. Switch JT out, and everything will be better. Switch out, your, uh, switch out your switch out your uh, nickel. Switch out your safety. Switch out uh, your your defensive front. Switch There's out the a line. reason. There is a reason that JT's quarterback coach flew all the way from California. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, Brian. We're gonna let you go, and we'll bring in Tim to see what he has. Appreciate you. Hey. Also, Roddy, I will say there was some report about Dan Lanning taking the Oklahoma job, but that got redacted. So for people posting that, that report got redacted. Oh, did it? Anyone asked about that? Wonder who who reported that? Uh, Sports Illustrated, but then they took it down. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Tim Riley, what's going on, man? Welcome to the POS. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, just you know. We match up against these guys again in the playoff. What's going to change about our front seven getting penetration and then on the back end? I mean, it just felt like pool. There was no answers in the back end on the secondary. And you could bring in, you could lay blame on Stetson, but I mean, do we even know is JT Daniels even healthy to play? JT's healthy. Uh, yes, he is healthy. Yes. There's no question there. Okay. And there is not some secret. Uh, thing holding him back that's uh uh somebody asked on the message board uh, on the dog vent they're like hey i wish the staff here would let us really know what's going on that is again i will step up for anthony dasher and my guys and say look nobody breaks more news on this beat than we do 
And I'm not saying we know everything. We do not. We know a tenth of a one percent of what's really going on in that building because they have it locked down pretty good. But from a media standpoint, we break a hell of a lot more news than anybody else. And I'm sure uh, if anybody wants to go toe to toe on the stories we've broken, we we will come out on top. And I've asked point blank to people who would tell people who tell me the really bad stuff that's going on inside the program year over year or the really good stuff that's going on the program. The reason we break the news, in other words, people have no reason to lie to me. Say, look, no, uh, JT's fine. They they the coaches have looked at it and they say this guy gives them a better chance to win because he's more mobile. And uh, we we don't pass block very well on a show on a pass that's. When it's obvious it's third and eight, and you know that uh, the team's going to have to throw it, and they're able to just pin their ears back and come after them, we don't pass block well. You know, so that's uh, and this, this guy helps us with the run game because he's a threat to run. You know, so that's it's there's no secret as to why JT's uh, not playing. This is a coach's decision. Like, if you disagree with it, that's fine. I have you know. You hell, maybe you're right, but I'm just saying there's not some secret story, and that bugs me to hear. Keep hearing that. Oh, the the, the truth sure. will come out later on. Bullshit. What else? What else no, that's that, that's fair to say. I guess what, what the the on the D side, you know, front seven penetration on the line. I mean, it was it was terrible I tonight. I mean, what what's going to change? What's going to change for the next matchup when we see him? If we see him in the playoffs again, you've got to you've got to be able to get outside pressure. Uh, Georgia dials a lot of inside pressure from their inside backers. You're going to have to get some outside pressure from Robert Beal's going to have to step up. Uh, Nolan Smith's going to have to step up. Jalen Carter's going to have to step up. Uh, Trayvon Walker's going to have to step up. You have to be able to dial up a little bit different type of blitz, you know, and just seem like the same thing over and over again tonight, which has worked in the past, Tim. It's worked against every team they've played. Yeah. Alabama's a little different, uh, but – We've, we've seen Alabama, though, go up against Auburn. We've seen Alabama go up against Florida. And both of those teams had success. They have don't have the players that Georgia has. So why was it so different this time? It's probably what's got fans, you know, probably the most upset. And I think it's just the lack of different type of schemes. Trent, you could probably back me up on this as well. It just didn't look like there was a ton of pressure coming from the outside edges. And that was enabling Bryce Young to escape the pocket. Uh, he had a clean pocket the whole night long, but if he wanted to, he could escape the pocket too. Uh, and there was nobody really on the outside giving him any pressure, chasing him down, anything like that. So they had all the time in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the problem was Georgia tried to use the game plan that they've been using all year, which has worked, 12-0. You know, you shut teams down. But they very seldom send more than four. They send four in a variety of ways. They 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 shoot the middle blitz. They shoot their two outside linebackers out, uh, or their outside linebacker out to the flats to cover the flats. And so they're they're always dropping people, like you saw in the Florida game. They dropped Trayvon Walker into coverage, batted the ball. No one Smith got the pick. But I think uh, you're going to have to start being a little bit more risky against Alabama. I think they've they've uh, this, this two years in a row where they. You know, you know, they've been torched. Yeah, I think you I think you now you've been torched. You know you're gonna get torched if you continue to play that same drop seven, send four defense. You're gonna to have to come after him. You gotta send six. You gotta find a way to get to the quarterback. Bryce Young's gonna tear you apart, and if not, he's gonna roll out and tear you apart. And uh 
if you send four because you're not getting pressure with four. You're not getting pressure with a four without Adam Adam uh, Adam Anderson there. If you have four, if Adam Anderson is a part of this team, then you're probably getting to Bryce Young today. But he's not a part of this team right now, and then you gotta you gotta figure out a way to get to Bryce. But I think you gotta send more than four. I think you gotta. He's gonna have to throw his nuts up on the table and send six. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, when you're able to mask what you're doing sometimes, and they're watching the, those inside linebackers, and you're able to bring a corner blitz or a safety blitz, that helps a lot. But you were absolutely not able to do that today because you need those guys in coverage. You know, can you imagine uh, sending Keely Ringo or sending uh, Darian Kendrick and leaving them off? And also, the the press coverage was bad today. I mean, you saw guys giving up inside uh, inside uh, uh, leverage. It's like, look, you can't let the guy get inside of you like that. And this is your, you know, this is Darian Kendrick letting letting that happen. You see, Keely Ringo getting burned. You see, how many pass interference calls were there on both sides? You know, this is you're, the strength of your secondary is supposed to be your corners, and they're getting blown away. So this is, uh, to me, what we then get back to get back to the question: What will be different? Scheme, I, you're not you're not going to get Adam Anderson back out of the blue, you know. Um, that that's not going to be it. I don't know that Robert Beal can rush the pressure like that. Uh, they were putting in all three uh, inside linebackers, and then sometimes bringing one of those guys off the uh, outside edge. Go back to that. Yeah. And some of those formations they were doing, you know, with the tight ends, those were working, and you were able to run the ball. And there's these huge gaps, and then he stopped. Why? I, I get that they're going to make some adjustments, but hell, go back to it. Yeah, I think you're going to have to also find another guy in the secondary. I don't know who it's going to be, uh, but you've got to find another guy in the secondary. It's not William Poole. Uh, yeah, they obviously no. don't trust they don't they don't trust Bernie enough to put him in, which is really I get it. Right? We we talked about it earlier. Yes, he's not great in coverage, but at the same time, he can tackle. Um, you know, and and with with pool, he looked lost out there. So, who is your next pool, guy? Pool to put seemed out? to be a massive mismatch every time. Pool oh yeah, was they, they were matchy. they were targeting. Yeah, they were targeting oh, him every terrible. time he was moving around. Yeah. If they knew where he was and they knew where he was going to be, they were they were going to target him one hundred percent. So, who is that next guy to step up? Is it David Daniel? Is it Bullard? Is it Kamari Lasser? Uh, I don't know if you want to answer that question uh, this late in the season, but you're going to have to. You have to. Uh, here's the thing, though. Getting uh, maybe oh, appreciate, getting Chris appreciate it, guys. Y'all are doing an awesome job. Thank you. All right, right Tim. Thanks. Take it easy, man. Thanks, sir. But what if Chris Smith is healthy? Yeah, I still think you need to find another guy. I, I think you got to find another guy because you got to find a. You got to find somebody to play safety. When, uh, when, when if you're gonna put Chris Smith at nickel, you got to find somebody to play safety. True. Yeah. But I think you got to take one of those corners, those young corners, see if you can develop one over the next three weeks. If you can't, I mean, you just can't. But I think we're, where Georgia struggled, they can't go to dime package right now. There's 0% chance they can go to dime package because they don't have enough defensive backs they can count them. Yeah. Also want to point out the one game Paul has been to this year, they lost. So I also partially blame <laughs> Paul because they have to bring up a curse somehow. I've never been to a pro sports game or college in my life that my team has lost. So maybe if we switch out, I'm definitely uh, a big gamer. And Paul, well, not. you don't you don't have to worry about Paul fact. going back to another one because he ain't gonna be. He will not and be I'll bring my real ID too. 
I'll give Paul my old fake ID from Trent, New Jersey for a foreclosed house when I used to have to do the fake ID. You probably still have to use a fake ID. <laughs> no, I still have my fake ID. I still have it. Oh, man. Let's wrap this thing up, gentlemen. <laughs> what, where does Georgia – where do Georgia fans turn? Where you know where can we give them reassurance? It's the post game overreaction show, but now let's bring it back down to earth a little bit and let's let them know it's going to be okay. Your well, number team, one, you your team had a mulligan because if Mechie doesn't play and now Pickens and them get healthier, Sawyer and them get healthier, I think their chances shoot up because you're going to use Pickens more and they and you're going to be able to zero in on one receiver. So if Mechie's not playing and Pickens continues to get healthier and isn't on a pitch count, that's huge for Georgia. I think oh. that that makes it a lot easier in your offense and your defense, okay? I also think, and I said this last year when I was just on the board, Georgia ran the ball for like close to seven yards per carry last year. Trent brought it up tonight. They ran for close to five yards per carry. Keep run, If you are running the ball effectively until they make it like a third and six or something like that, keep doing it. Grind them out, wear their D-line down, and keep their offense off the field. They need to do that more. And I think Todd Munkin's going to realize this time, okay, if we can run the ball effectively, because they struggled at times in their previous games running the ball, but they realize we can run the ball on this front, they're going to be doing that more. And I also think the injury report, that's what I think is going to give Georgia fans some hope, that if Mechie doesn't play, I don't think Alabama will be as dynamic offensively. Nick Nick Saban said John Mechie's probably going to be out the rest of the way. So that's probably – they probably already know his ACO. I would say yeah, that. but they also lost Jalen Waddle last year and did quite fine. Yeah, but they, they had a couple other guys uh, I know, I'm just, last year, too. I just crack up. It's like, oh, uh, hey, Jalen Waddle's out there. There's Alabama's chances, and Devontae Smith is Devontae Smith. And they set all sorts of records. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, right. you, want, you want reassurance, okay? I'm oh, no, no. Sure. Hey, trust me, that's huge. That, it was that one-two punch that Georgia had no answer for in the second quarter. I mean, that's uh, now it's down to one punch. And – that puts you on an equal playing field because you have a one-punch guy in uh, uh, George Pickens, as Ben says. So I'm 100% there. Uh, again, I think they wind up facing each other again. I think you get a rematch. Uh, you get healthier players. Chris Smith gets healthier. He can do a little bit more. Uh, maybe you figure out something. You scheme differently. In other words, Alabama did found what works for them. They're going to do it. They're going to probably do it better. Georgia found what didn't work for them. They're going to fix that, re-scheme, re-attack, uh, Maybe you get a special teams break. You know, yeah, punted them, but there was no huge special. There was no return. There was no punt blocks. You get some special teams things. You get some turnovers. The defense didn't get you a lot of turnovers. You know, maybe that changes. But I definitely think you rescheme this. You get healthier, and you realize what doesn't work. So to me, it would have been. It's tough to beat a team twice, and I think that George is going to get them, see them in the uh, playoffs and beat them. I'm just. If you, I, if you I, lose, I, I'm convinced. If you want to lose one to Alabama, you want to lose that one. This was the one, right. Because, I, I mean, and I, I believe David Pollock called it at the beginning of the year. He said, Alabama will beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Georgia will beat Alabama in the national championship. And he yeah. said that since day one of the season. He's going to um, be right. And, and you know, Georgia had this happen a few years ago. Who would have ever thought Georgia-Auburn a few years ago after they just – Killed Georgia and Auburn. That Georgia would win twenty-eight-seven in the. It's going to be the exact same thing. All about, all about scheming. It's all about 
you know, yeah, I think Georgia will be ready. Uh, and Greg Clown says, uh, we got Pickens, just our starting quarterback can't get him the ball. I think he got him the ball, did he not? Well, there you also, have it, Ron folks. optimistic. That's saying something. So I, I, I'm starting to get confident now because of no, I, get, I told you, the, the minute uh, I, I went for my walk this morning and I'm like, I, I, you can get the ebb and flow of these games. I've been doing this since 1993. And when you see – like when you have two great offenses and everybody talks about how the you know take the over and the, the over is already set to like 80 points and uh, all week long – to, everybody's talking about how this is going to be a high-scoring game, and then it winds up being 17 to 13 because the defenses get pissed off by being crapped on all week long. The narratives don't always match what's going on in the media. I've been in the media for a long time, and everything was pointing towards Georgia just dominating. People are like, well, will Alabama actually score more than 17? You know, they've got no offensive line. Brian Robinson's out or banged up. You know, uh, Sanders is uh, still suffering. Uh, Georgia's finally – People had already written Alabama's obituary, and I'm like, look, it's the same thing when a coach is fired. When a team's playing for its life, it plays differently. You know, Alabama knew they were going to be in the SEC title game. They went in and figured they would beat the brakes off of Auburn. Auburn damn near beat them. And they, they got a little confidence out of that. But this was a game they had to win. They came in. They wanted more. They beat you. They out-schemed you. They out-coached you. They out-played you. Georgia will be that team the next time they face off. So you're going to – and I go back to people say, well, why would it be any different? Georgia, Georgia didn't play anybody. Georgia played four of the same teams that Alabama did and beat those same teams senseless. This is the Georgia team that destroyed Auburn. Alabama almost lost to them. So don't – I'm just saying. And, and thanks, Auburn, for not giving them a second loss, which would have put them out of the playoffs, you bastards. Now, to me, it's you, when you have a situation, I think you're going to see Georgia and them match up again, and I think this will be – it will be a different outcome. You can't just – copy-paste, even though copy-pasted last year's uh, results into this year, I don't see the same thing happening twice. And if it happened twice, then there would be the whole state of Georgia would be on suicide watch. Yeah. Well, if it does, then they're just a hell of a lot better team. But you're I think I'm back live. Right Am I back live? You are back. All no, right, you're... guys. Well, <laughs> I don't know what You've been my, kicked out of inter... press box like five times tonight. I don't know what's I going thought. on, man. I don't know what's going on. I want to say thank you to everybody watching. Hopefully this uh, POS show brought you some relief. Tomorrow should be a good day for dog fans. You should see your team in the college football playoff. We don't know what spot yet, uh, but we do feel uh, confident in saying that you'll be there. Two, three, or four maybe. Uh, and, yeah, I'm saying three as well. Probably play a Michigan team if, if Michigan ends up winning and you, uh, you, know, you move on and you try to regroup. We appreciate it so much, guys. If you could, before you leave, go ahead and hit the like button on this video. That would help us out tremendously. And then if you're not a subscriber on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on the UGASports.com YouTube. Roddy, I think that's it for me here at the stadium. You got anything else? All right. We'll see you guys later. See you guys. Y'all take care.